three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right, all right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It's Tuesday, July 12th here in lovely Louisville, Kentucky. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. You know it better as the Big X. We're here with you until 5 o'clock today. A little bit of an abbreviated show. We'll hand the baton over to the uh, Cardinal Insider with Jody Demling at 5 o'clock. And then we've got Bats Baseball coming your way. Early first pitch today, 6.05. The coverage will start 6.35 first pitch. Bats look to keep it rolling after a very, very positive homestand over the weekend. Namely because Trevor Kelsey was out of town. Uh, they won't tell you that, but that's the... Batspiracy. That's what's going on. You know, it's amazing is when I started doing the games, they won like four in a row. It was like, oh, we can't get rid of you. They needed a break. And then it was, <laughs> you, you can relate, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not need a break. It was uh, it was wonderful. We uh, <laughs> I had a good time without you last week, but always miss you when you're gone. Happy to have Trevor Kelsey back, although it looks like you're you're dragging a little bit today. I think yesterday was pure uh, adrenaline. I think so, Getting yeah. you back, and today you're a little bit more of the, I don't know, the road got the better of you. Well, I think what what what's, what it is is that I, I went to go get my uh, customary sandwich and drink mm. on the way here. Which, by the way, I thought you were going to bring me a, uh, a. I know, I forgot a milkshake. I today. didn't tell Mary. Yeah. All right. Well, Mary, if you're milksha- listening, they're not milkshakes. If if you go into it with the mindset <laughs> of it's going to taste like a milkshake, you're going to be very very disappointed. Well, I mean, that's not what is get in line for that. I mean, come on, I mean. <laughs> uh, Mary, for listening, please. I want I want an uh, I want a, I want an aloe shake tomorrow, please. Okay. Uh, you can make me one too. I'll take it. Uh, so yes, but the uh, I, so I went to my my local establishment. I'm not going to name them now because now they're mad at them right now. And I get there and they're like, "Oh, we have zero carbonated drinks." Oh, oh. And I'm like, "Well, on one hand, I could eat a roast beef, but on the other hand, I, I need something to wash it down with, right? I mean, you, you got to have a tasty, right? Have a sip of your tasty beverage to wash this burger down. Wash a tasty burger down. Yeah. And uh, they were like, I was like, oh, no, never mind." And because of some other things, I was like, "Well, I gotta, I guess, just head on back because I got, I gotta get some work done." Because yeah. somebody, no, not I would say it rhymes with Odie, didn't send me <laughs> didn't send me audio until two thirty five today. Who show rhymes with the Cardinal <laughs> Fin Sider? Not gonna point any fingers or anything. So, I love it. <laughs> and what what sucks is I kind of waited to left house late. Left house late. I sound like Kevin when he's trying to shorten words. You're fine. <laughs> Less words, more time. Uh, I left the house late because I was waiting on that audio, and so I was running behind his is. So I was just, yeah, yeah. So you're flustered. I'm a little, I'm a little flustered, man. It's okay. I, I mean, maybe by you know thirty minutes from now or so, I'll get I'll get back into my groove like Stella. I'm, 
Like, I'm also a little bit off today. I'm not off every day now for because I'm a different person than I was three months ago. It's the weirdest thing in the entire world. But I, um, for those who don't know, like, I'm dealing with they, they think it's long COVID, which is a, a broad umbrella term that covers everything. But all I know is whatever. Well, I've I, heard doctors be like using, you know, like been hanging out at your house just to like getting themselves into the medical record books. God, I mean, I wish like, they was, want to discover something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I can't tell you what it is. All I can tell you is the last two and a half months have been like the absolute worst. Like, it just it sucks. There's no way around it. Can we and, name it after you if we can't figure out what it is? If I die, please just like name something after me. <laughs> would you be okay? I mean, I'm not okay with dying, but I mean, if you, if, would you would you be would you think it, would you be cool if that was something uh, a new illness named after you? No. No. I'd be okay with that. At least no. my, it's like the one chance I have at a legacy. No, but I do this thing now. And I've never done this before, and this is you know in the, in the spirit of full transparency, we're the most honest radio show. I can we are. I can admit flaws. I can uh, give you a little insight into what's going on, the downside of being Mike Rutherford right now. <laughs> I, there was one. I do this thing. I've never had. I, I've never had. Like mental health issues, like like you know, I always I always was very aware that it was a real thing. I never really doubted. Mm-hmm. It. I just didn't have any frame of reference. Like never anxiety or panic. For whatever, like this thing, whatever it is, has like brought about like an entirely weird, like bad mental health mindset. And namely, like I can't stop thinking about like what I have and trying to figure out like people who have the same thing, like doom scrolling Reddit and Twitter about like, you know, COVID and all this stuff going on. And I, I cannot stop. I cannot tear myself away from it. I'm just like, I can't think about anything else. And it's driving me. It, it's quite literally driving me crazy. It, I know it's terrible for me. Every day, I'm like, you're not going to look at your phone. You're only going to do, like, U of L stuff. It makes you feel 10 times worse when you do this. And, like, last night, I'm doing it for, like, four hours. And then after I do it, like, every time I do it, I'm convinced that I'm dying. Like, I'm convinced I'm going to die in my sleep. Like, I can't. It's terrible, Trevor. Like, I've never had anything like this in my entire life. And Mary comes in at, like, 6.30 a.m. I've slept from, I slept from 3.30 to 5 last night. That was it. And the big thing that you're supposed to be dealing with when it comes to recovery here is, like, you need a lot of sleep, like, a lot more than you usually do. Yeah. And so one and a half hours, not great. And she comes in, and, like, she, like, she sees my phone, and she knows exactly what's going on. And she, like, rips it up. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, stop. You've got to stop. I cannot stop. Like, I am. I mean, do you think they're going to, like, add something to the internet of a new discovery within the next, like, That's the hope? Uh, yeah. I mean, just, you're just hitting the refresh button on something? Just well, hoping it is, would. All these people have their own, like, you know, some people have, like, gotten better at takes a long time for a lot of people but everybody's like this different formula and so you know you drive yourself crazy thinking like this works for that guy it doesn't work for this woman it, it works for them they're not working and by the end of it you're just convinced like well i'm gonna die like this this is it i'm dead you, you, nothing can help you to think about how much time you could i know trust me i know i'm admitting my flaws here on air well here's the thing though i mean you sit there and you, every time I, I'll, I'll suggest something you're like i have no time to watch it you're telling me you have this time. I'm. I, I did last night, and I did all. I, well, I didn't. I should have been sleeping. Instead of put, instead of picking up your phone to look something up, I know. Go. I'm going to start the boys. Which you said you were going to start. Did you start that by the way? I tried to. I wasn't logged in. On the, we moved TVs around because Virginia moved into our old room. Okay. And so like we oh, had, a little so, redecorating. Yeah. We, we, she she needed to get out of the the nursery and get into the big girl bed. She's been asking for it for a long time, and John needed his own. He needed to get into the crib full time. So we finally made that move. And like now the TVs are all messed up, and so I wasn't logged into. I, I swear I did Prime. I, was yeah. gonna, I wasn't logged into Prime, and I couldn't remember my password, and it was late. And I was like, to "Hell with this. I'll, I'll do it some other time." So <laughs> that was the ended up watching the Avs Red Wings documentary a couple nights ago instead. Um, and I was planning on just watching like an hour of that and like spacing it out over. And I, I stayed up to like two a.m. watching that. So I'm just I'm I'm, I'm self sabotaging. It's terrible, and I no wonder I feel like crap. The days where I do feel like a semi normal human being are the days where like I just disconnect. Like I'm not doom scrolling i'm not looking at reddit stuff i'm not looking at 
anything else. I, I feel like I'm a conspiracy theorist now, out of nowhere. It's the weirdest thing in my entire life. I've never been this person. I've never had this type of mental state, and it's it's bad. It's but, terrible. I don't know how people live like this. Making me feel, making me feel petty for my problems right now. Like, I, 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 I know I haven't like really <laughs> talked that much about what's going my, on, but my, it's weird. My biggest issue last night was having just watching having to watch the Stars Born with commercials on TNT. Stars Born's great. I know, but it had commercials, and I was like, God oh, damn. So I paused it to go use the bathroom for a little bit to make sure I took my extra time, smoked an extra cigarette in there. Oh boy. And then when I got back, I you know had fast forward time on the commercials. That's the way you do it. Yeah, that's I mean that's how you do it. Even though I, you know, yes, I've seen the movie a dozen times, if not more. Love See, the movie. Usually, I pause it to like you know, create a buffer, and then I doom scroll, and then I look up, and it's like three hours later. I'm like, well, now I'm done. It's defeated the whole. <laughs> it just restarted yeah. on you. You're it's, like, oh crap! That, I've, I've done that before. That has happened to me before. <laughs> uh, we've got to in somewhat related news. Um, if you're listening to this, I don't know how we're going to do this. Tomorrow, I've got to get fitted for a heart monitor, uh, and the only time they can do it. They were, they were like, we can do it at 3 or 3.15. Those are the only days. I'm like, well, I host a radio show from 3 to 6. Well, does that mean it only takes 15 minutes to do it? I think it's pretty. it, it should be pretty simple. Sounds, yeah. So we're going to, it's, I guess, just replay part of today's show from like 3 to 3.45 or 3 to 4, whenever I'm able to get in here tomorrow. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're like, what's I heard this yesterday, <laughs> maybe I'm the one with mental problems. Uh, it's just from, you know, I'll be here at four. If you're listening to this in the future, hope you're doing well. The people are always like, we have our machine fixed. Damn it. What are you saying? <laughs> well, you now you just named them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, that was a secret. You weren't going to them. So uh, we'll have that going on tomorrow. But we have uh, we have things to get to today before we get out of here at five o'clock. Two things in particular. Uh, one, very, very positive. Two. Yep. Negative, but also sort of par for the course. We'll get into that. We I have think a, I know exactly what I mean, both are talking about. Well, I, the the positive is obvious. I know what that it's is. It's two things rolling on. The summer yeah. of sets rolling on, and the decade of lawsuits within UFL athletics continues <laughs> to roll on. So we have that to talk about. That'll be fun. But TK, how was your uh, how was your Monday? Is Monday night even like a wrestling night for you? Anymore? No, I didn't, you I, don't I, even I do Raw anymore? Raw anymore. No, I usually listen to the, the uh, review the review of it, but the podcast review I listen to it is on the West Coast, so it doesn't come up to like five thirty in the morning. So I'll probably I usually listen to it on Tuesdays later on tonight tonight obviously, and then uh, yeah that's I mean I, I that's I, mostly last night was just it was kind of a bored night flipping through the channels I ended up watching as I mentioned Stars Born on TNT and then from there I did some uh, Seinfeld marathon into the South Park marathon on Comedy Central oh nice the South Park one was fun. I think I mentioned that yesterday a little bit too where I got caught up watching it again two nights in a row where I, it's been so long since I've watched South Park. And I, I haven't watched probably in, man, a new one in 15, maybe 20 years. I used to watch it all the time. Up until, like, I want to say four or five years ago, it just kind of lost me a little bit. You, you, I mean, you had it on longer than I did. I, I did, you know, I think it was Wednesday night, wasn't it? I think it was when it yeah. used to come on. Like, it was one of those, and this is before your days of DVR as well. I mean, for sure. you young people out there. Where's Janet to, to look at us confused what a non-DVR life is? Oh, she was like, I watched South Park. It made my dad so happy. <laughs> yeah. to, I'm like, I'm like. How young were your parents? Like your parents, everything you say about your parents makes me think that they're exactly like Trevor and I's age. Like, what's going on here? You're not that young. I mean, in those days, you had to, you know, you had to go get the VHS tape, you had to hit the, get the VCR, get recording, and then I used to like got, rent the South Park DVD, like VCR, because we didn't when South Park started, we didn't have Comedy Central in my house. Nor did I. So it I was did like not either. Three, and I was like, oh my god, this show's hilarious. And I would go back and like rent the VHSs for the first two seasons. The the first, I think I was I think I'm, I'm with you because I didn't get ESPN two at my house either till like several years after most it was a people while. did. You're probably, I guess, in the same area as I am, I guess, growing up a little bit. I'm, of course, I was in East End where I still am, but it took us forever. I just remember one the ESPN2 thing did a Duke North Carolina game on there. That was, was the big so, thing everybody remembers. Yeah. Yes, yes. Everybody was. Because I couldn't watch it. 
But South Park, yeah, same way. I remember I was working at the uh, the Joe Mugs Cafe, and I think yeah, you're about the same time. Season had been it was going into season three or four, and I'd already heard you know all the rumblings about this great South Park show. And I remember a woman that worked there with me. She's like, "Oh, I have the first two seasons on VHS. I recorded them off my TV." And I'm like, "Can I borrow them?" And I was, I, she let me. I was hooked. But I, I want to say it's probably been like maybe 06 or 07. I want to say the Imagination World one. Imagination Land. Imagination yeah. Land. That was like the last one of the few ones I watched new. Yeah. So, I mean, and even though I'm watching older ones now, like seasons like four or five, six, I think it roughly is where I'm at, maybe seven. Uh, I mean, it's still just, it's still making me laugh so hard. Like, I'm, I'm seeing it like not for the first time, but for the first time in so long. That's the way to do it. That it's just. I mean, maybe I'll keep going and get some of the new ones in. And I'm sure I'll laugh at them when I do, but it's yeah, the nostalgic and the humor of watching some of the old South Parks and the old Seinfelds. The Susie came on last night on Seinfeld, my favorite my favorite Seinfeld episode. Uh, and then Susie and I, well, we gave in to temptation <laughs> and made sweet, sweet. Milk. I hooked up with Susie. Hooked up with her, too. <laughs> <laughs> he killed Susie and I broke his thumbs. It's <laughs> a good one. Of course, my, I love it mainly because of the Reggie Miller reference. Cheryl Miller's has a little brother. (laughs) I'm looking at you. I'm like, this is 97. Come on, Elaine. Uh, We we want to hear from you today on the the Thornton's text line. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. If you have a question, a comment, a thought, a concern. And remember, it's the Thornton Summer Cash Bash going on all summer long. We're in the the heart of the Summer Cash Bash. If you want to get involved in this and have a chance to win $10,000 at any week this summer and eventually that grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe, all you have to do, download the Refreshing Rewards app, Open that bad boy up, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, and you are entered. If you don't have the Refreshing Rewards app, if you want to become a member today, all you have to do, you don't even have to like open the app store. It's very easy. Just text REWARDS, all one word, to 80313. That's going to get you signed up to potentially win ten grand this week, next week, all summer long, and then have that chance at a 2022 Chevy Tahoe at the end of the summer. Texture says you have a chronic case of the Rutherfords. Please sleep for two weeks in a CCBM. Watch the 2013 national title once a week and drink plenty of LA. I do love LA. It's good. I haven't LA in so long. I haven't either. So this is yeah. I got a chronic case of the Rutherfords disease. <laughs> that would be what it was. <laughs> Rutherfords disease. Uh, yeah, that's. It is what it is. Uh, uh, I won't read all the other COVID tweets, but thank you for people who are being nice. Uh, and <laughs> not all of them are being nice. I well, people who are making jokes, I appreciate that too. Yeah, I well, do like the the, uh, jokes. the guy who did the Chronic Case of the Rutherfords. Also, I didn't see this yesterday. Had a the Mothman Mondays with Sean in between Cardinal Birdheads, uh, CCBMs. Like that's a, that would be a nice. good little Mothman Mondays with the Mothman. So will he be our, is he going to be here next Monday? Uh, he he volunteered. We didn't like put anything in stone. He's like, if you're ever into it, like yeah, it'd be great. I'm like hell yeah. I mean, I don't know what to do. Should I, should I dress up? <laughs> I mean, I'm. A, I don't know. Just, like, I'm gonna be. Just wear a tux. Am I only if I'm gonna be able to talk? I'm gonna make my yeah. Stumble my words like I'm talking to the hot lady. I mean, I don't know what to do. Uh, T.J. Walker texted in. By the way, we need to congratulate KRC. They had John Calipari on the show this morning. I saw that. I, I hadn't had a chance to listen. I wanted to listen to it when I woke up, but then I, I didn't hear. Got it. Caught up with so much. And I, I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to that as soon as I get done with this show tonight. But T.J. said Trevor complaining about someone else's timeliness. I've heard it all. Feel better, fellas. Uh, <laughs> but they. So I didn't no, catch. Really. I had to go. Thank we you. finally got a. You know, the ball's rolling on, which is like rehashing the Rutherford family calamities here this summer. The, uh, <laughs> I know the, what that word means. The Highlander <laughs> that we got uh, hit a few months ago, I guess a month and a half ago, we finally got the um, 
we're doing the estimate so they can start the work on it and eventually fix it so I can stop driving this forerunner around. And I had to take that out on my one and a half hour of sleep. I had to take that out to the body shop. We do shot to cons on Barstown Road. And I was listening to KRC on the way out there and on the way back. And on the way back, they were telling the story about like behind the scenes, about like, how it, it worked. Like they, they knew that they, they texted TJ Beisner. And he was like, yeah, Cal, Cal, come on. He'll, he'll call you from the – they're doing the signing event at Kroger's, kicking off the yeah, little tour yeah. that he's going on. And yeah, they didn't know what time or when. Classic Big X, you know, order. <laughs> and so, like, while they're on their last break, the, the, the previous break, Cal calls. And they've got uh, intern Jacob over there, our former intern for two days. And then oh, they but he was him. excited about that. And they're like – he's like, what do I do? Like, like what's going on? They don't want to make him hold during, like, like, their long break. They only take one an hour. And uh, Jacob answers the phone, and there's nothing there because he doesn't know, like everybody else, doesn't know how to work the phones because they've never used the phones over there. He's never, like, Scoot Dingus hasn't had to teach him how to, to make was, this happen. Was Scoot's not there today? Scoot's was, but he was, like, out. He was, like, flustered, too. He's running around doing something. He I could smoking a cigarette. Or it something. just sounded like classic Big X. Like, where they, they, I mean, they've got the head ca- coach of the, I mean, the guy in the state of Kentucky calling into their sports radio show, and they can't figure out, like, what to do, how to tape this, how to make it happen. And then they start doing the interview, and Scooter Dingus is like, he's mad at Jacob for the phone thing. And he's like, did I hit did I hit record? And he's like flipping out about, like, did I? He did, but he, okay. had, a, he had a moment of panic. I've had that moment of panic, Scoots, by the way. Oh, yeah. we. I mean, I, we've been oh, Yesterday of- alone, we got our, our first segment got screwed up because I did hit record, but somebody, when there's two of the things open, it doesn't require that. It's just, I explained it yesterday briefly. but John and I once did an interview of Lamar Jackson where – John did not hit record. Oh no! And then he realized it towards the end of the interview, <laughs> and we had to like start over and like do the same. We, he's like, we had to, like make it very quick, uh, like because Lamar could you could tell he was pissed. Like he's like, I'm, <laughs> he's, yeah. like I'm answering the same damn questions again, like trying to do like rehash my answers, repeat. And I was like, I like looked down. I was like, John, the red, the red light's not blinking, man. I was like, this is the, like, that's not good. I was very upset because they had U of L had kind of gone out of their way to set up that interview. But I know how that feels. But props to the KRC guys, yeah. John Calipari on big time deal. Uh, so they set the bar for us tonight. We've got to get Sats or, or, or KP on, right? Well, we're not getting Sats. Uh, I feel like we're probably not going to get KP either. We can get Jeff Walls. We can get D- Jeff Walls or Dan McDonald. Uh, I can make that happen. But Well, McDonald's awesome. I love McDonald's. We can make that happen. And, and Walls is great. And we've had, obviously, volleyball and, and soccer as well. We have. But why can't we get Sats and, and Kenny Bain? We might be able to get Josh Hurd. I can hit him up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what do you think we can't get Sats for? Well, he hates you. <laughs> I have no reason why. Don't think he's overly fond of me. But. I mean, well, I mean, first of all, I won't. I mean, I probably won't. You'll do mostly questions. He's just answer the phone for me. I'll tell him my name's Rob or something. That, that works. I mean, if that helps get him on. But Kenny Payne should still love us. We've supported him. Yeah, I mean, we're trying. We've questioned him a little bit. But, we, I mean, hey, who, isn't it our, our... He comes on as, like, seventh choice, brother. Isn't our position to, like, question our leaders? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Like you wanted to hire Stan Heath over me. I'm like, well, he got him on base. I, mean, <laughs> I did not want to hire Stan Heath I over me. I can see Satterfield here. Who, who's, who's the who's dingus who keeps saying I begged for my job? Uh, <laughs> That'd be me, coach. <laughs> Texter says, and this is, this is how this works. This is... I totally... I recognize myself in this text. Text says, somehow Trevor has become an influence on my life. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Ever since he watched oh. all the series of King of the Hill a few weeks back, I find myself now watching it anytime I see it on TV. That's great. I also went to try the Arby's Burger for the first time in St. Matthews. They said they, they no longer serve it there. What a disappointment. Oh, wow. You know, I didn't even notice that they had it there today. I mean, I'm not in St. Matthews. I'm, I was over, I'm over in Taylorsville, but 
I wonder if they've already gotten rid of the burger. I hadn't even paid attention when I went there I would today. Because it sounds like it got good reviews from the people like yourself who tried it. I, mean, I, yeah. I didn't hear anybody say that it was just like terrible, but maybe it just wasn't as popular. I mean, I knew it would be a limited time thing, but not... Maybe I mean, the investment into Wagyu beef was an unwise one for Arby's. I mean, this wasn't been that limited. It's, how long has the burger been out? Less Like a month? I was going to say like a month and a half, yeah. Yeah, usually they last longer than a month, don't they, when they do limited time stuff? Yeah. I mean, I know it's getting limited, but still, I mean... Well, I'm, I'm glad I could uh, put an impression on you. You're there, Texer. I mean, Appreciate King it. of the Hill is awesome, though. I mean, who doesn't want to love watching you? Texas says, Mike, breathe, man. Venting like this can be very healthy for you, so keep going. I appreciate that. Got to keep the mental outlook positive. Now, how about that man, that Sanker signing, and don't talk about the lawsuit. I agree with that. Wow. Here's, look, <laughs> I'm going to put this out there to the air. I'm gonna, everybody can hold me accountable tomorrow if I did. No doom scrolling tonight. Phone's going away. Yep. We're just going to watch a nice little TV show. I'm not going to lie down and think I'm dying. It's going to be fine. We're going to get the, the needed sleep tonight. That is a Mike Rutherford Show promise. And if you want to hit me up on the text line tomorrow and call me out and say, hey, just keep your promise. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you, and you want to you want to do the what you've heard to is doom scrolling, doom scrolling. like you're looking for bad news. And, and, and two options. Instead of doom scrolling, you do two, two one of two things. Either A, start watching something else. Just put something on there, whether you can get on the prime or not. Or B, give me a call. I'm up. I might call you. We can chat. I'll yeah. be, you know, I'm sure I'll just be watching, you know, Friends or Seinfeld or some other network television show on a rerun. I'll shoot you a text. Well, it didn't help that I did wake up. I was awake at like 4.15 a.m. And one of my friends, like, did text me. He was like, Marion Barber died of heat stroke. And I was like, I'm trying to keep the, Remember, the, the running back. Yeah, he died like a month and a half ago. I guess I was going to say, yeah, the like, cause of death came out. Yesterday. Oh, OK, OK. Out okay. of a heat stroke. He like uh, was That's crazy. Turn his like, apartment into like a sauna. That's the way he used to work out and died in like a bathtub. Sad. Very sad. But I was like, I'm trying to keep it positive here. I don't need to see this at 4.15 a.m. <laughs> or I'm terrified of diving already. Um, so we will get to, uh, Texas says, great job with the, oh, this is KRC text. Great job with the Cal interview, guys. Couldn't tell it was without notice. Y'all are pros. Thank you. We take, we take pride we in what we that. do. appreciate that. It was yeah. great. Um, Texas says, so who should we, we'll, 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 I tell you what, we'll get to all these texts. People are, are wanting to talk about the, um, the Madden Sanker stuff, the football recruiting stuff. I've got a related thought about Scott Satterfield that kind of comes on the heels of that and the things that we were talking about yesterday when it comes to Kenny Payne and DJ Wagner. Let's do that after the break. We will uh, get dive into sports. We'll dive into the big news in the world yeah. of football athletics. All that coming your way in the second segment here of the first hour of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Back in the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, rolling along here on 1450 The Big X. Let's get into the big news of the day. Uh, it was just certainly the big news of yesterday, and we have seen this coming for a long time. In fact, I, I think a lot of people thought that Madden Sanker was going to be like UofL's next commit five commits ago. We, we, you know, there was a lot of talk when the players would start doing the thing and the coaches would start doing the thing where it was like, here comes another one, here comes another eyeball emoji, eyeball emoji. There were a lot of people who thought in a lot of those instances, that Madden Sanker was going to be the kid who was going to commit to UofL. Then we found out a few weeks ago that he was going to commit on July 11th. I think we all expected that this was going to be Louisville. He seemed like a Louisville lean for a long time. He has he rocked the UofL Sox when he won a state wrestling championship back in the uh, during the school year. He has been sort of actively recruiting 
on social media for Louisville as if he's already been. In fact, there was a couple. There's a time a couple months ago where I was looking at his tweets, tweeting about U of L to various prospects and all this stuff, and I was like, "Did he commit?" And I just didn't realize it. I've been so out of the loop that I just didn't pay attention. But we found out last night. Called Keith get mad. Like, Why you read an article about yo, this career? Where's the story, man? Where's the story, man? <laughs> we found out last night via the worst uh, live feed that I can remember for any sort of commitment press conference. Poor Mad just gave his phone to a friend and was like, "All right, you need to live stream this for me." No sound, very shaky. The, whoever the friend was was not prepared for this moment. I don't think it was terrible. But after sitting through that for a long time, we finally find that Madden Sanker has officially now committed to Louisville. He is a top 100 overall prospects in the class of 2023 i mean we used to get excited about like top 100 players at their position now he is a top 100 prospect overall number 95 on rivals number 98 on 24 7 sports he's a top five player at his position he's the number four offensive lineman according to rivals i believe he's five over at 24 7 sports and he gave some good quotes to rivals he, he talked about here's what he had to say about scott satterfield ready okay. he's going to use the word that you like Coach Satterfield has been one of the coolest coaches I've known. Cool, he is just a cool man. He's a really chill coach. Oh yes, he's not going to get all riled up over some uh, s- some other stuff. I think the best thing I like about him is you can talk to him whenever. Uh, he also talked about uh, Madden Sanker, Ruben Owens, all this you know this buzz about Louisville trying to build a superclass and build its program up to where it was supposed to be. He had this to say about Ruben Owens. He said, "I know he believes in his talent. I believe in his talent." We're going to rally around him. He's just been telling us that we're going to make Louisville a top program. These people that are going to the Georgias, the Clemsons, the Alabamas, Louisville's going to be up there with those schools. I love hearing that. Uh, he I'm also, skipping. like Madden Sanker is, he has a reputation for being, you have two types of offensive linemen. You've got the big guy that's kind of quiet, needs to get bring him out of his shell. And then you got like the nasty guys, like the, the guys who aren't afraid to when you... You, Put a you, finger in a bum? You, well, not that far. <laughs> okay. This isn't Clemson. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of like when they pancake a dude, just like repeat pancaking. Like, like the second that guy like tries to get up, just you, you're diving on him. Kind of like your dude does to Rudy. He's like, stay down. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the uh, and not the Vince Vaughn guy, but the other guy. Yeah, yeah, the seven, number seventy-five. Keep your ass yeah, down. keep down. Uh, I'm going I play to, for Purdue, man. <laughs> he says, Sanker says about his old style. I'm going to be that aggressive guy. I'm not going to be quiet no matter what. I'm going to be funny in the locker room, nasty on the field. I'm going to get after it. That's what you want out of an offensive lineman. He may be my new favorite Madden. I liked the – because there was a video of him at one of these camps where he's going up against this defensive lineman, and, like, he just owns him, like, blocks him. The guy can't get around him. And he, like, does this, like, fake, like, little sit on him motion afterwards. Like, everybody goes nuts. And the guy he's defensive lineman was, was like, I thought we were cool, man. <laughs> he's just like, can't believe it. He's using him for his recruiting video. But Madden Sanker, a big-time get. He What's now, his measurements? He is, let's see here. I'm I sure you've told back. me this before, but. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. Um, going to have to go look it up. Because I'm going to say, he's not a center, right? He's No, he, he, he'll he probably be a tackle. I guess he could play guard. I think he'll probably, they'll probably use him at tackle. 6'4", 305. Okay, so well, 6'4". So he'll be a tackle. Yeah, that, well, that could be tackle or guard. Or guard. Yeah, it's borderline tackle for the NFL level for that size, but there are six four NFL tackles. I mean, there's numerous ones actually out there. This means that Louisville now, this 2023 class that's been so much talked about this summer, the summer stat, um, <laughs> it has 12 players now. Six of them are either four or five stars, and five of them are top 20 players nationally at their respective position. Look, think about like the last however many years. How many times have we had one guy who's is that, been no, a top that, 20 player? Is that five different, that's five different positions, too, as well, Five right? different positions. Yeah. You've got— um, Like we're loading in on just one position or something. But You've got—I mean, off the top of my head, you've got Ruben Owens, who's the number one running back in America. Yeah. Pierce Clarkson's a top 20 quarterback. Um, 
Aaron Williams is a top 20 cornerback. Yep. DeAndre Moore is a top 20 uh, wide receiver. And now Madden Sanker is a top 20 offensive lineman. And remember last, I mean, because Moore and, and, and Clarkson go to the same high school, right? They do now. They do now. Moore and Williams both transferred in to St. John Bosco for this season. You, you remember what happened last time we got a high, high recruit uh, quarterback uh, wide receiver combo from the same high school, right? I do. Do indeed. Worked out pretty well, damn well, didn't it? Worked out pretty well. Worked yes. out pretty well. St. John Bosco, which now has four U of L commits after Moore and Williams transfer into the school, they will start the season as the number one high school team in America. Something to watch for. I also love how many U of L fans. We do this thing on Card Chronicle where people will send me pictures of them, themselves traveling wherever they are, like throwing the L's up across the world, and we do call it like the summer tour every year. I've gotten three submissions from people who've gone to St. John Bonnet. St. John. Uh, St. John. St. What can I say? This Bosco? St. John Bosco, Bosco yeah. this summer, and like, it's like become this like place to go for U of L fans. It's become Bosco. this like sightseeing thing. When did George's password Bosco? Maybe I don't know the chocolate stuff Bosco. I don't know. Okay. I don't know Trevor. Um, where is where is in Southern Cal right though? Yes. Okay. Like is it L A still Orange County or I believe it's, I always forget. I knew I should know. We've this. looked it up before. I know we should know this. It's not. I think I think it's. I want to say it's north of L A, but it's still technically Southern California. It's north of L A would be still Orange County probably. It's then, Bellflower yeah. uh, is the, the the city. I okay. can't tell you exactly where it is on a map. Okay. Doesn't really matter. But yeah, it's, it's just Southern Cal in general. Yeah. I think that's right. North of San Diego, south of San Francisco. Could be wrong, but that's but who cares? At the end of the day, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really matter. Matters for me. I don't want somebody from Northern Cal. They suck. This is <laughs> this got me to thinking because you know, last night we needed some positive news. There was the the new lawsuit that we're talking to talk about here in a second that was floating oh, around there. People were still. I mean, this is not as bad though. The show yesterday had uh, it, it took on a little bit of a negative slant because DJ Wagner was the the hot topic of the day, and I think a lot of Louisville fans have just sort of. I don't want to say resign themselves, but a lot of little fans are now of the belief that he's going to go to Kentucky, and that's a major bummer. And so you had, I mean, we had text yesterday that were like, we got to start holding Kenny Payne accountable and all this stuff. Like, is he the guy? And it kind of got into this, this sort of weird space where this guy who could have, you know, called riders up at the Derby a couple of months ago is now being criticized already without having coached a game and without even gotten to his full, like, full-on practice, really. Um Kenny Payne's one of those guys that's going to be loved, hate, loved, hated all before he even co- before he even coaches his very first game. Well, it's everybody until they start winning. <laughs> I mean, it's the roller coaster ride that he's been on just without ever even coaching a game with his own fan base. Speaking of loved, hate, loved, hate, Scott Satterfield. Oh well, yeah, it's, that's gone back and forth too a lot. He all of a sudden because at the beginning of last football season, when, when things started going poorly in like say October, he was not popular. He wasn't popular at the end of the season, but really when. You know, there was all this love for Chris Mack because people thought he was unfairly punished about the, the Neely Bendapudi stuff, which we're going to get to her a little bit later as well. It became this deal where, like, Mack, is, is, Mack was the good guy again. Like, he got back in everybody's good graces. We're going to have a good season. We like the transfers that he brought in. And he was being unfairly punished the six games. It was ridiculous. And Satterfield was the bad guy. And, and Jeff Brom, got to bring him in now. Got to get him in here. All of a sudden, seven months later, Scott Satterfield has a real opportunity here because not only is he the guy who could have a more successful 2022-23 season, and let's be real, I'm not making a prediction about the basketball team, but at the end of the day, prepare yourself. This is a basketball team that, unless something changes dramatically between now and October, when that ACC preseason media poll comes out, which you you can take that for what it's worth, like Louisville's going to be ninth or lower. They're going to be a bottom half of the ACC team in most, just about most, if not all, preseason predictions of the ACC, ACC previews. Probably, yeah. Satterfield, 
all of a sudden has an opportunity to be the better coach on the field if Louisville can get to seven, eight, who knows, maybe nine wins. And he all of a sudden is the coach that can recruit. Like, he's the cool guy. He's the guy who's bringing in the level of player that his respective program has never seen before. He's doing the things that we thought Kenny Payne was going to be doing right off the bat. And Kenny Payne still may well be that guy. I think we all sort of are reserving hope and just saying it's so early there. Kenny Payne still could very easily bring in a top twenty, uh, top 5 2023 class and a top 5 2024 class, and this could all be just summer panic for no reason. But for right now, Scott Satterfield's the guy who's getting the types of players that we've never seen before. Five of his 12 commits are going to wind up being like the highest-rated players at their respective position since Louisville made the move to the ACC. It's going to wind up being the highest-rated recruiting class in Louisville football history. Unless it just completely falls apart, that's almost a foregone conclusion at this point. If he can just add on-field success to this... like This is a big, big opportunity for Scott Satterfield. He is the... He's a cat. Nine lives. Like, every time you think this man's dead, there's nothing he can do to win back the fan base. Something like the Central Florida pick six happens to, to end that game, right? And everybody's like, oh, my God, here we go. This is the moment. We find a way to win. And then he just kind of craps the bed after that. You know, the, the COVID year. We forgive it. Whatever, so many close games. The turnover numbers seem to be ridiculous. That, that had to have been an outlier. We're going to be fine. Eh, not so much last year. He net this, this South Carolina flirtation. Whatever, we're going to move past it. Just win football games. All of this stuff happens, and he keeps getting chances that coaches in his position before, Chris Mack in his position before, did not really get. Like when things went sour for Chris Mack, they went from it went from zero to hundred very, very quickly, and it started with missing that NCAA tournament in 2021, and that was pretty much it. Like after that, nothing good happened for him. He didn't even make it through halfway of last year. Satterfield now has the opportunity. It's there for the taking. Have a I don't even have to say like overly successful season. Have a season where you overachieve slightly. Go seven and five, go eight and four. And you're like like he's back. Like he's got the fan base. He's the guy again. He's who he was in twenty nineteen when he was winning ACC Coach of the Year. This is a golden, golden opportunity for Scott Satterfield. And Scott, if you're listening, this is the point where I ask you to lean in lean in real close. Because I got something I gotta tell you. Scott. Come here. I'm begging you. Oh, I love I love these this like annual tweets you've been putting out. I'm begging you. Gotta be Syracuse, man. Yeah. You, you've got all this goodwill, all this momentum, all this recruiting class stuff, all this summer of sat, chillville, hanging on the lake, using that as like a meme thing, all the five-star, four-star recruits saying Scott Satterfield's a cool dude, chill dude, it all goes away very, very quickly. If in week one you go to Syracuse, a program that Louisville has dominated in good years, bad years, awful years, average years for the last decade and a half, and you don't win that game. We need this, Scott. All of us. Make this real simple. Make this, don't make it awkward. Let's not even try to, all these hypotheticals we've been talking about since last season ended, we don't even need to walk down that road. We don't even need to traverse. What happens if he goes 6-6? Six and six? How, what's the, what's the timeline? What's the threshold for losses to keep him around because of this recruiting? Let's not do that. And it all starts with you being Syracuse. So please, Scott. We're not, we're not, we need this. We're not asking a lot, right? We're not asking a we're lot. We're not asking for a lot. We just do what you should do when you've had less talented teams. Scott, you got to beat Syracuse, man. Like, that, that, that's all I'm saying. It's got to happen. Because if not, the melting will happen in record time. Uh, it can be rebuilt very quickly with wins, you know. Yeah, you beat UCF and Florida State, you're fine. Yeah, you'll get but, back. But, but, it, it, Scott, you got to beat Syracuse. Yeah. I, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying, please, 
Please beat Syracuse. It's funny because we we knew we were going to maybe looking at the summer of, of discussions and talking about you know this great recruiting, but can it can it be coached on the field? Who the hell knew we'd be talking about the football instead of the basketball in that scenario? Exactly. I it, mean, that was supposed it, to be our bat, and that was supposed to be doing on the bat basketball all summer. It's been a total you know, flip. It's, it's uh, the recruiting's great. We're getting this guy. We're getting the guy. But can he can he coach it? Can he do it? What can he do it on the field? I, despite another, this sounds weird because people probably think you, you beg for Brian or Jeff Brom. I still think I still actually don't dislike Satterfield as a coach. Now I question his loyalty to a degree of keeping a guy who can't coach like Brian Brown around. <laughs> like he ain't coming on the show. In fact, he he won't come on because I'm not even going to answer the phone for him. Did you see you got selected as like some sort of special panel? They put out a press release for it. I wanted to bring it up yesterday just to hear I your mean, reaction because. I watched last year. I mean, we win. We win the Virginia game if not for Brian Brown. I agree with that. Actually. There's. I mean, we. You could argue say we we could win the Wake Forest game with 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 that. I just the fact he held on to him. It, it just it irritates me beyond like it just it, it drives me insane. And I don't know if I think he it was Ty Spalding. You you asked him or maybe it was when you were out and we had him on. I can't remember. I asked him about, you know, where's the leash with him, with Brian Brown in this season? Like, if he has a bad game, you know, Syracuse scores a bunch of and he, he made the, he, I got the impression from him that he doesn't have any intention of letting Brian Brown gone at the end of this year. Like, he's going to be here with, through the year regardless. And, well, if that's the case, then he's, I mean, he, he's, he runs the risk of going with him. I think, I, I mean, if, I'm all for, I love loyalty, don't get me wrong. But at some point, you got to be like, dude, okay, man, I can't be, you're dragging me down, too. The thing is, if the defense isn't any better this year, if the defense doesn't take that ever-elusive step forward that we've been talking about for the last two seasons, it probably means that Scott Satterfield's on his way out, too. Because if they're not any better than this year, than they were last year or the last two years, I don't see Louisville winning six or seven games. Like that's, I mean, you can't, they won't, no. The defense has to be better. And this schedule is... I think this is the toughest schedule, and who knows? You, you never know how things are going to play out. On paper, going into the season, it looks like the toughest schedule that Satterfield has faced so far. And if the defense is, once again, like ranked in the you know, 80 to 100 range, you're not winning seven games with that mm-hmm. schedule. And six and six, you know, maybe that would be a situation where you, you know Brown would have to be the sacrificial lamb if Satterfield's going to stay around. But I tend to believe if Brown doesn't do enough to retain his job, it probably means that Satterfield's on the way out too. But, again, let's keep it simple. We, we don't even need to go down that road. Let's beat Syracuse, Scott. And then let's just go from there. Let's I mean, just coast on from there. So let's just hold them to less than 35 points there, Coach Brown. Good Lord. That's possible. They got a good running back. Would love to face them later in the year when he's a little bit worn down, but <laughs> not going to happen. Um, I thought we took the running back. Well, we did. <laughs> we, we, we still have uh, George George. Is he still on the team? He is, he's gotten rave reviews from the, I think, I can't remember who it was. I wish I could give them proper credit. One of the podcasts out there uh, had, um, I think, CJ Avery or one of the. Uh, a current player. It wasn't C.J. Avery. It was somebody who's coming back for next year. It may have been Yasir Abdullah. And they were asking about the the running backs, you know, all these guys. And he said, you guys, you got to talk about Jawar Jordan. Like, when he's out there, he's our own little, like, he's a, he's a lightning in a bottle. He's you know, he's a guy that you're going to see on kick returns. He's just, he's so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we have a stable running back. Syracuse has Sean Tucker, who's very, very good. We yeah, actually, I, him, yeah. I think we broke his streak of, like, he had one of his worst games of the year against us last year, which tends to happen when Louisville plays Syracuse. But, You'd like to get them in, like, you know, late October, November. This is we jumped on them and took away the running game that way. That helps, too. Yeah. And we saw what happens when they have to throw last year because they, 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 they don't, they don't, they don't, don't do, do well. well. No. Not that Ryan Nassib ain't walking through that door. They, they're kind of a one-dimensional team. But it's a game that we're 
it's going to be less than a touchdown spread when all said and done, according to all these Vegas people. I think they have us at about a four-point favorite. It doesn't matter. I don't care how close the spread. I don't care if Syracuse winds up going off as the favorite. It is a program that you have got to be better than. It is a team that you should be better than. It's one of the few that we have just – we don't just beat Syracuse. I read the scores the last time we had this conversation. We kick the crap out of these guys every single year besides the 2018 season yeah. when everybody kicked the crap out of us. Like, y- y- you cannot Except lose Except for Indiana it. State, I think it was. Uh, it was, was, that, was Indiana State and Western was our only two Western had a, And Western had a game-winning field goal attempt. At the, I know, yeah, I remember, yeah. I was, was, watching, I was on the rise out of town watching that game on my phone. It was and the Indiana State game, or whoever that was, was like the one played in the monsoon that took like yeah, seven hours. Like, even our win had to be super weird. <laughs> I think it was Indiana State, wasn't it? I think you're right. Yeah. Very strange game. Yeah. But uh, but but that's this is the this is going to be the, the prevailing conversation for the next few months. It doesn't matter who we add to this class. And I think we're, you know, there's rumors out there we're going to add more in the very near future. Um, there's another offensive lineman that people are talking about potentially committing this week. We need to, we need to add as many offensive linemen as we can. We've got three now, and they're all good. They're all ranked higher than Kobe Keenum. Just saying. Um, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Speaking of which, can we, since we're, since I just yeah. did, like, opened the door for the rivalry there, did you see uh, Phil Steele, you know, the king of 2007 college football. Has, <laughs> That's a great He's come out he with still his. still make that book? He still does it. People now mostly download the the online version. He's fallen off, too. Like he, he basically just like regurgitates the same facts and like makes it. In, he thinks it's like quantity over quality, and I, I disagree. Um, but he's, it's, it's a very, very diligent undertaking by Phil Still every year. A lot, uh, lot of words to get through if you want to read his previews. But he came out with yeah. his top 40 rankings preseason. He's got Louisville. Gander, I guess. Where do you think he has Louisville? He's because uh, Spoiler, we're in the top 40 of his rankings preseason. Uh, well, from the top 40, you give that one away. I'll say 31. 33. I'm so close usually. He's got Kentucky at 35. <laughs> we're going to do this again. I'm not, no. We're doing this again. I'm not, no. I'm not falling for it again. It's happening again. I but, fell for it last year. Yeah, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. You didn't fall for it. You drove the damn train. You made I other mean, people fall for I it. No, I did. I did. It's like, it's like Jim Jones over here. It was like this Drink time. Drink the It was like this time last year. We did like it was like the third show when you were guaranteeing a win over Kentucky in the Governor's Cup. Um, uh, I blame all on Brown. By the way, it was the 2022 <laughs> NCAA Champion Forum for Football, which Brian Brown has been selected to participate in. The what a what a what a the Champion Forum for Football. What is that like a? Fancy way of saying unemployment line? It is a unique and transformative professional development opportunity for current football coaches designed to gain a realistic view of what it takes to become a head coach at the collegiate level. Well, I can tell you right now what it takes to be the head coach, not suck at your defensive coordinating position. I feel like they're trying really like This didn't need to be a press release. This is really, I mean, are they saying that Brian Brown's considered to be a head coach somewhere? That was like that, what? Like, that was a thing when he first. I wouldn't hire him at Wagner. Okay, <laughs> calm mean, down. I'm just saying. Scott Satterfield had this to say: The NCAA championship form is a tremendous honor for Brian Brown to continue his development as a collegiate coach. Coach Brown is an excellent defensive mind and has tremendous respect from all his players and coaches. I'm thrilled he has been awarded this opportunity to continue his development. There's no way Satterfield said that. <laughs> That's the most canned quote I've ever heard in my entire he life. He doesn't respect him as opponents. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I hope he's listening and he just wants, he gets, he's getting so angry at me that he wants, he just proves me completely wrong and I will accept it and eat so much crow and I will love it. After we shout out Syracuse. I'll put all the crow on a salad and eat it. We're going to shout out Syracuse and hold your tail to like 35 yards and you get right in the camera and be like, Ooh. that's for you, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor! Trevor! Hey, 
Trevor, suck it. Yeah. <laughs> suck my like, ESPN cuts. That'd be great. Uh, I'm not going to change my mind completely on a shutout of Syracuse. Uh, it will help, but that once you, you got to do more than that to to to, to bring me back around. Uh, other quick, more than way more than one game at this point. One last quick football note before we take a couple of texts here before the end of the uh, the top of the hour. Uh, Caleb Chandler, a lot of buzz for him this summer. He's gotten a lot of buzz when it comes to NFL draft stuff. He's he's popping up on all of these like top offensive linemen for the 2023 draft list. He was named a second team All American by Athlon nice. on on Monday. Athlon, which. Uh, I feel like Athlon has like 17 different All-American teams. Like I read a different Athlon preview every week. I'm like, didn't I just read this? Like, Why is the record two wins different? Uh, but he was a uh, first-team All-American by Pro Football Focus, just the second UofL offensive lineman to get that honor, uh, second team via Athlon. The Caleb Chandler hype continues to grow. He's kind of reminds me of the Makai Becton hype, where Louisville fans talked about Makai his sophomore year, but it wasn't until like the preseason when I think a lot of the – the national pundits and the other people who weren't familiar with him started to really hype him up as a big-time pro prospect. Now, Becton obviously was more of an NFL sort of – he had the eyeballs of NFL scouts well, long before Caleb six, Chandler. Nine, because 380 pounds and you run a 4-5-40. Four, reverse dunk. Like, yeah, yeah he's, he, he was a obvious pro prospect. He just was a little bit raw going in. Kind of a bust right now with the Jets. Will be, Is he? I know he had a great, he had a great he rookie hasn't played. Well, I knew that. He, I think he only played, what? Two quarters this whole year, last season, and the difference with Chandler is he's, he's been go- injured. He's going into his his fifth year, senior year. Like he, this will be his fifth college season. He's not going to come out after you know, three seasons like Makai did. But he's made thirty seven straight starts dating back to the twenty nineteen season. A lot of hype for him. Good honor for him. Congrats to Caleb Chandler. Let's take a, a couple uh, texts here before we go to break. Just say he's not. He hasn't been. A, he's just been injured too much. I don't want to call him a bust. Yeah. he just hasn't been able to stay on the field long enough to. to be shown either way, actually. Yeah, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton sex line. Texas says, is Madden Sanker named after Madden the video game? I've got no idea. It has to be named after Madden in some way, you right? Think? I mean, how's, I mean, what else is there? I mean, what is he named there? Mark Madden? That blowhard from Pittsburgh? I mean, no. I mean, he's got to be. Mark May? <laughs> Mark May? No, that's, a, that's an offensive lineman that played at Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought you were talking about. No, Mark Madden's a radio host from Pittsburgh who's oh, annoying as hell. No idea. Just a huge dealer homer that has no business on the radio. Texas is not sure if you've been asked this yet, but say sat bombs this season. Do you keep him with his recruiting class coming in, assuming they all stay? And that was before we kind of started talk, actually talking about yeah. that. Uh, we've got, I mean, we've, we've talked about it already enough. We've talked about a bunch. I, I don't, but that's me. Texas, yes, Bosco was Costanza's ATM password. He told it to Peterman's mom, who blurted yep. it out before she died. Bosco. 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 I thought it was Bosco. I just want to make sure. Okay, I couldn't remember that I was mixing it up. Because <laughs> always, it always confused me when I when I saw that episode. I'm like, how do they have a big word like Bosco as your ATM password? Like mine's four. Le- I mean, you only get like pin numbers, right. right? Yeah. Like when was there an era in the '90s when you had big words for your ATM? I've got no idea. I mean, I wasn't. I, I wasn't around. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, didn't have, have an ATM account. card either. It's, it's always that always baffled me. Texas Mike Rutherford said it. If you can just win on the field, you're good. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you keep coming back to the show. Self-explanatory. That's why, you, <laughs> that's why you come here. This is why we get paid the big bucks. Texas, I feel like we're going to be a good football team this year, but the QBs have to play this year. The, Q, the QBs we have to play this year are also good, and that terrifies me. Levis, Hartman, Armstrong, Leary, and Slavis from Pitt are all future NFL draft picks. Horrifying for a team that can't stop the pass. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, fair, yeah. it, it was also the case last year. Um, and if DJ Uyunglele finally realizes that potential, like, he makes Clemson a different beast. I think that's obvious. Because they were still good, decent last year with him playing. Their defense poorly, was incredible, yeah. and yeah. he was 
I mean, he was awful. He was terrible against us. He was the reason why we were in that game. I and mean, we, we played well, but if he could hit any of those really simple passes, uh, they would have been. And he's big dude, big arm. Like, he should be able to figure it out. And they brought back pretty much most of that defense because it was all, I mean, like guys like Brees and Murphy. Yeah, and they're all back. They are all they were all underclassmen last year, yeah. They should be. I saw Athlon ranked, like, the top 20 overall players. Oh, no, it was Pro Football Focus ranked the top 20 overall players in the ACC. Clemson was occupying spots one through five. Like, they've got. Yeah, they're like, going to lose a lot after this season because they're all juniors, I think, this year. But. They are. But, uh, uh, but yeah, but I mean, not, not to like reload or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it's it's Clemson. It's who they are. It's what they do now. Even though they complain about us, they're giving them jets, honey. Uh, they're still gonna have a top five recruiting class at the end of the day, uh, even though we're taking their players. I just saw John Calipari's at that Kroger thing, and which Kroger's is he at? The one in like uh, out by Oldham County, I think. Okay. Way out there, uh, Dominic Gates said some guy walked up to him with a he's got a ball signed by all of the UK coaches, and Cal like took it. and was like, I'm not signing my name under Rick. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. I mean, jokingly, but oh, okay. also like he, not so jokingly. All right. Did he end up signing the ball anyway? It looked like he did. I think okay. he just made sure he's, his name was above Rick. Above Rick Pitino. Yeah. Uh, Texas, any more you can say about the rumors of another football commit this week? No, just that there's rumors that it, there might be another commit. I mean, there should be a rumor every week because that's how that's how we do it in the Chillville. Yeah, even when it doesn't happen, there's still rumors that somebody's yeah, going to commit I mean, that yeah. way. Madison Sager's been rumored to commit for like a month and a half, and we finally just got there. <laughs> Texas says, Dodgers and Reds are talking Castillo. The only return we accept is Will Smith and Bobby Miller, right? I don't think we're getting that trade, <laughs> but that would be that would be wonderful. I, hey, I love Bobby Miller as a Red. Who's Bobby Miller? I don't know. I mean, pitch for he was on the the Louisville team that was so good in 2020. Oh, was he one of the, okay. was he, he was the number two guy behind Detmers. Oh, was he the other? Oh, he was the other first round pick then. And then he, we had we had three first round picks right. in the draft. Yeah, and he is like, I mean, Dodgers fans are in love. If you follow any, I follow a couple of fans who are guys who are Dodger fans. I don't follow them for that reason. They cover other sports, but like they talk about Bobby Miller all the time. Like he's hitting 100 fairly consistently in AAA nice. or AA wherever he is. His his stuff is unreal. He's playing in the future games. Uh, future game. All Star Weekend, along with Henry Davis, that's going to be a cool thing. I also love. He's, is he in, is Henry? Is he's he's in double A, asking or triple? It's double or triple. I can't remember which one it is, but he's like basically a lot of people are saying after the Futures game, he's might get called up to the big club for good. Like he's been that impressive. I mean, there's. I mean, Dodgers have a lot of Louisville players, and they're one of the best. Pro, they've been one of the most dominant teams in the last few years. I don't think that's a coincidence. Sean and I talked about it a little bit, the draft coming up, which uh, I saw the Athletics, they had there, they ranked all the top 100 prospects in the MLB draft. Uh, Louisville has, the one player is Dalton Rushing, who is number 41 on that list. They do have two commits that are in the top 42, which is, you know, it's it's nice, but you'd prefer it not to be the case because those guys uh, probably aren't going to make it to campus. You've got the uh, the number two overall player in the like the number two overall prospect is a Louisville signee in Cam Collier, and Jacob Miller is also he's number forty two on that list. So I love love love, and I know baseball college baseball coaches have been clamoring for this for a while. I love the move of the draft from the middle of the NCAA tournament basically in June to All Star Weekend in July. It's another thing to make All Star Weekend cool. I think baseball has the best All Star Weekend in professional sports. Yeah. It's got the best game for sure. It's the only game that like I don't like. I don't, I don't care for any of the All Star games. But if I'm going to watch one, it's going to be the baseball game. I, I'm gonna, I want to I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you only because it's like 
the the competition is not very strong. I mean, the NBA All Star Game is, is is horrible. Hockey's whatever. Hockey. I don't. I mean, I forget. Pro how Bowl's hockey the even does one. Pro Bowl one. Did, I mean, no, they they move it around. No one knows where they it's They shouldn't at. even do it anymore. I mean, so baseball kind of is. It's kind of a one man race anyway. Yeah. It also has the most history. I think back in the day it mattered. I mean, Pete Rose exactly. trucking dudes like that. Back in the day, hitting home runs off top of, off top of Detroit Stadium. Yeah. I mean, Lenny Dykstra versus. Uh, uh, I mean, Randy Johnson versus John Crock. Like that was a funny, that. great moment. It's amazing. Can you name any any, any one like? Significant moment from any other All Star game of a sport, and we just named three or four off with just baseball. Uh, Magic Johnson playing when he had AIDS—that was the only yes, one that yeah. I think. That's, of. A, that's a good yeah. one, actually. Yeah, that one, and then I guess like Jordan versus Kobe at the end of when Jordan was retiring—that really was kind remember. of a thing. That one doesn't even ring a bell, really. But okay, Drake ruining the picture of LeBron versus Kobe—that <laughs> that was probably it. Um, but I, I love the move here. I, I love because it always was so awkward watching teams play in the regional, and I, I remember Kyle Funkhauser when he was pitching in a regional game. And he was slip. He was supposed to be a top ten pick, and he kept slipping. He kept slipping, and you could tell he's like in the dugout hearing about it, like fear. Like you could tell he's pissed off. Like you know, he knows this is like the big, supposed to be the biggest day of his career, and now he's put in this weird spot where he might not even be going pro after the season. It's just a distraction that you don't need. It, it, it's always strange. Did the Dodgers so, end up drafting him? I think they did that year, and I don't think they did the second time because he ended up going even lower. I think the year after okay. he came back to school for his senior season to try and prove the naysayers wrong. It didn't go great for him, but he's had a he's. He's had a couple of cups of coffees in the pros. He pitched against the Reds a few years ago. I remember Dude. that. Pitched a good inning. By the way, uh, 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 the Tigers. Bobby Miller is at Double A AA Tulsa. Okay, he's lighting it up. He's uh, four and three with a four two four one two ERA. So, I mean, still good. It's not, yeah, the stuff's unreal though. Yeah, and then uh, Henry Miller is in. Uh, I think he's in. He's not actually in. He's in Double A, but it's a weird. It's I don't think it's the actual like. It's like a, some ver- another version of the double-A. They, you know, baseball has so many it's, different weird. Yeah. yeah, They did away with rookie ball, and now they have, like, yeah, it's hard single-A, A-class. A like, it's it's strange. Uh, regardless, excited to have the draft this weekend. We'll see where all these uh, cards slash potential future cards wind up going. Big luck. Uh, big shouts to Dalton Rushing. Hopefully he becomes a you know another first-round or quasi-first-round pick. They do that like, sort of first-round, and then, like, there's the, like, I don't even know what it's called. Like sort of like the this it's They're, not they don't call it the weird, second round. Yeah. It's like the first round part deuce. It's it's stupid, but whatever. I mean there's I think there, yeah, I think the first round is the size of two rounds. It's dumb. It's I mean you think football is weird with their compensatory picks in the third, fourth, and fifth, but very dumb. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we talked over the top of the hour. When we come back, we'll talk about this lawsuit. Uh, the more things change, the more they say the same. The cards are back. We'll get into that coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford show here on 1450 and 961, the big X. You are Trevor, you know what it is right now again? It's hot outside again. When it gets hot outside, you know what happens sometimes? I sweat. You sweat. Your AC gets a little bit wonky. It does get wonky. And you start sweating even more. The yeah. next time this happens to you, you know who you need to call? Who should I call? AirServe. Uh, Our friends over at AirServe, they've got technicians. They're available 24-7. If Trevor Kelsey's sweating buckets at 3 a.m., 3 p.m., noon, midnight, doesn't matter. AirServe's there for him. They're, They're like me. EMTs <laughs> for your HVAC. 
upfront pricing, no hidden fees. They are all open and honest. That's AirServe. They're here for you in Louisville 24-7. They're going to make sure that you're cool in the summer, warm in the winter. They've got you covered. Go to AirServe.com. Spell it A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. That's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. We love the guys at AirServe. We're happy to have them on board. Very exciting for us over here. They're the home team. We love AirServe. I mean, they're, they, they, they help the chill bills stay cool. Oh, that was good. You like that? I, I wish I'd thought of that. That was wonderful. <laughs> we were talking about Louisville baseball. I'm out. Peace. He's done. We were talking about Louisville baseball in the draft right before the break here. Uh, quick little follow-up because I just saw it pop up on, on social media. Sean, one of the days he was in here last week, was talking about how when Dan McDonald arrived here, Louisville had had two draft picks in the history of the program. One was from like 1956 or whatever, and one was, I, I think, Sean Green, not that Sean Green. <laughs> From like the the early part of the 2000s. Since then, that's John Green played at St. Matthews, but went to UK, right? That's Scott Green. That's Scott Green. Shout out to Scott Green and the family. Love you, Mike. Because that um, was the one that they came close to making like the Little League World Series, but we, that was when we had to go through Texas. He was a year. They were a year younger than me. Yeah, Scott yeah, was. I remember so that. Scott. Yeah, he was on the All Star team when when I was 12 and he was 11. He played at St. Matthews. I remember. He did. He was a good basketball player too, and ended up being very good at male. Had a bunch of arm problems. I'll never forget facing him when he was like coming off of one of his rehab stints. It was I think my junior year, his sophomore year. And he was throwing, and I was kind of like, I, it was a hard-fought at bat. I'm, like, fouling off a bunch of pitches. I'm making good contact. I'm like, I'm all right on this guy. I've got him. And his, his coach just goes, Scott, strike him out. <laughs> and he threw a pitch that was about 10 miles an hour faster than every pitch he'd thrown before in that at bat. And I was like, okay, yeah, I was late by, like, a solid two seconds. I'm like, yeah, what, what do you want me to do there? But the uh, – <laughs> Two draft picks. Since Dan McDonald arrived here, Louisville's had 95 draft picks. In the last five years, they have – since 2016, I should say, so the last six years – They've had more top five picks than any program in college baseball. Would you care to venture a guess as to how many top five picks they've had since 2016? Oh, good Lord. Uh, top five rounds, I should say. Oh, okay. I was going to say. not top yeah, five Yeah, because I was sitting there thinking, like, who could top five picks? I mean, I knew. COVID brain. <laughs> Blame it on long COVID. Blame it on long COVID. Uh, so, uh, in the top five rounds. Top five rounds. They've had, okay, that's... since 2016, more than any other program in college baseball. I mean, I, I was going to try to name them in my head before I guessed, and I'm not going to be able to do top five rounds. I'm going to say 21? 22. Great oh, man, guess. getting good. Great guess. And they're going to have at least one more to that list uh, coming up this weekend. Dalton Rushing, you assume, is going to be a top five uh, round pick. But, I mean, you look at the names now, and you kind of forgotten some I mean, of How many guys. of those are first rounds? And I know we talked about the a extended lot. first I mean, rounds, yeah. But. You know, you think Corey Ray. You think um, I mean, Brennan McKay. You yeah. think, uh, obviously, Henry Davis was the number one overall pick. You mentioned Bobby Miller and Reed Detmer. I mean, Reed Detmer's uh, big time, uh, was a, a big-time selection. Um, Will Smith was a high draft pick. Uh, he was a first-round pick. Funkhauser oh, oh, still wound up being a first-round pick. Wasn't Drew Ellis a, a first? Drew Ellis was close. He was the first second? or second. Okay. Wherever he was, it was he was high. Josh Doors was very high. Um, I mean, Burke was Burke a first round pick? Who the court? Uh, pick, well, he'd been later in 2016, probably. Justin, not Justin, uh, the he pitched for like the he's on the like the 06 and 07 teams. Oh, Burks, Burks, yeah, sorry, I believe he was. He, he I mean, he, I knew he was Big East pitcher of the year, yeah, but I'm, I can't remember exactly where he got drafted, but yeah, it's just in recent years, unreal what Dan McDonald's been able to do as far as draft production. Uh, I'm sure the text line I haven't looked. I'm, here comes the like the Calipari, you know, Dan McDonald comparisons. They did it on uh, on Thursday <laughs> or Friday, and I, I got mad about it. I think I was like, I mean, it was a compliment to McDonald. I was like, oh, it's not. I mean, we're number one. Who I wonder who, I, how close is number? T- I know this is a question you don't know. Vandy probably. would probably be. I know they've had a bunch of Vandy early picks, there, yeah. and they've got a bunch this year, even though they didn't have a great team that are supposed to go very early on. Do we get to claim uh, Jordan Adele as, as worst round? We 
don't. Unfortunately, that's what. So we have had. But he's the only one that we brought. I guess we have multiple. No, guys. we've had a bunch. Like, have like we? the thing that I keep bringing up, Sean coming on last week just to rub it in your face. I'm not doing it to be mean. <laughs> but Sean came out and said, I like, like you are. I think it's over the last like nine years, maybe ten years. Dan has never the number one player in his recruiting class that he signed has never wound up making it to campus because they keep getting drafted so high that they get. They go pro. Like, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, if I've ever heard one. Jordan Adele from Bow- Dalen Lyle last year from Trinity did the same thing. They had the kid okay, who was yeah. the number, I think, number three overall pick a few years ago. The Collier kid this year is going to do. I mean, he's going to be a top five pick this season. He's not going to wind up coming to U of L. It just comes. It, it's sort of become a thing where I think it's still good for your program to have your names attached to these kids that wind up going one, two, three, four, five in the draft. But it also sucks to have them locked in and then never get to see them in a U of L uniform. And there may be. They're probably going to be multiple players from this top three class that that choose to, even if they're not first round picks, that choose to go ahead and go the professional round. I know Corbin Dickerson, this year's Trinity Star, has talked openly about it's always been my dream to play at Louisville. But if the situation's right, I, I can see myself going pro. We'll have to just you know wait and see where I'm drafted, wait and see what the offer is, and go from there. It's a you know it, it's part of the business of being as good as Louisville's been in recent years. So the kid t- taking the top like three, or you just. just- Saying that, I mean, you, you don't. Was he the third pick in the draft that we we had? Yeah, the kid. I think it was like 2017. I can't remember his name. He was from Illinois. He was a, a Louisville signee. There was talk that he was going to go number one overall in the draft, but it was one of those deals where two players from that uh, from that draft class, I think, went in the top 25. One was like number three. I'm actually, on the 17 draft, that was Mackenzie Gore was the third pick. I can't remember his name. The top three were high schools: Royce Green, Hunter Green, Royce Lewis, Hunter Green. Mackenzie Gordon and Brandon McKay went number four in that draft. It was 2017 or 2018. Because remember, we we talked to Dan. I remember doing a radio interview about this when we were over at 790 and like openly saying, like, is this annoying for you? And he kind of gave the same spiel that I just gave about how it's still great for the overall recognition of the program. Jared uh, Kulnick. Yes, exactly. Yeah, as soon as I saw his name on here, it, it rang a bell. I remember the recruit. He, he was six, actually. But you're there close you go. enough. Okay. It's all okay, right. I got you. And he, is in, uh, he is currently in the majors. He's playing with uh, Seattle right now. God, the Mariners just take everybody I love. Geno's hitting walk-off bombs. <laughs> Winker's fighting everybody. He's uh, Kalanick is tearing it up. Last year, yeah, last year he hit one. He only hit one eighty-one, but he hit fourteen home runs. All right, good season. Okay, that's crazy. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I mean we've had a, a lot of guys in recent years that have been big-time recruits that just haven't, you know, because they got drafted so high. Well, the Mets took him actually, so he got he must have been traded. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was part of the Bronson Arroyo, tra- uh, Bronson uh, Cano, tra- Robinson. I was gonna say, not, not Bronson. Arroyo. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm... they're together again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the lawsuit. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, it's the lawsuit portion of the day. We need a lawsuit of the day music. Outside in moment, fashion. <laughs> lawsuit, Cardinal lawsuit. I mean, Cardinal you, lawsuit. you gotta do this. You gotta do the SVU. It's another lawsuit, yeah. Suing people in your own organization. I just like when Ted watches this, uh, the Law and Order open, and they're like, we're all going to walk down the hall <laughs> and not like bye-bye. <laughs> Nobody else deals with this. Nobody else deals with this. Um, oh, man. Okay, what are we getting sued for now? This came out, once again, of course, right after the show ended yesterday, I saw this, and I, my first thought was, you know, cards are back. Cards are back. <laughs> this is what we do. This is who we are. A former high-ranking official at the University of Louisville, Amy Shoemaker, who was one of the, I think, like 65 associate athletic directors that UofL has. I'm only exaggerating slightly. There's like 31 of them, I think, is the actual number. Uh, they, he, she also was the former deputy general, deputy general counsel at UofL. 
has made a uh, allegations in a whistleblower lawsuit against the school that stemmed from the famous, look at that phone again, Dino Gaudio Audio. By the way, uh, Shoemaker, if you're wondering, she left UofL earlier this year after she was uh, given a demotion in December of 2021 and now works at Miami University. She alleges that Ben DePuti, Neely Ben DePuti, former president, and the school retaliated against her when she went to police to report what she believed to be illegal actions by Dino Gaudio, who was uh, obviously extorting Chris Mack or attempting to extort Chris Mack. Uh, and that was what she did. And she said she was treated unfairly because of that. Neely Ben DePuti, according to Amy Shoemaker, came to her and berated her for going to the police and said, like, you don't go to the police. I think her exact quote was, you don't trust the FBI. You cannot trust the FBI. There it is. Amy, you cannot trust the FBI, which, look, you can hide that Koch Brothers funding from, for so long. <laughs> Eventually, it's going to come out when you're... <laughs> it's not Koch a cheap shot. Rapper. It's not a cheap shot, yeah. but what do you want me to say? I mean, I, look, I said I was the one person who was saying that from day one with Neely Benaputi, but again, not patting myself on the back. Um, in her complaint, Shoemaker shares a text message from Benaputi later that day in which the president apologized to her and then acknowledged that she was, quote, worried about what was going on. We also found out, and I don't, I guess this is new news. I feel like I heard this somewhere. Maybe it wasn't out in the open, but I thought it was that Chris Mack had originally given the FBI only a portion of the recording that he made, and the FBI had, he, he kind of held it back because it wasn't going to make him look good, and then he did work with the FBI to find the entire tape and give that over to them. And this does shed more light on why Mack was suspended for six games, why Bendapudi, even though she didn't want this to, to go to the police and wanted to get out, why she had, according to multiple people, wanted to fire Chris Mack. I think you could make the case. I mean, you could have easily fired Chris Mack for a cause when it comes to this. One, no, he didn't. it wasn't just him not following protocol by not having a second person in the room when he had this conversation with, uh, with Dino Gaudio. It was he had evidence and then tried to like manipulate the evidence to make himself not look as great, which it always, I always wondered about why the tape, because the way that I had heard this, this laid out when it originally happened, like that week, when I got the, when I got the call that laying the story out, I was just like, you gotta be bleeping kidding me. Um, I think this was before we started the radio show. And I was like, I, I just, I hope this never comes out. And sure enough, it did. What I'd heard, been told was Gaudio was ready for the conversation. Again, it had leaked out. Luke Murray and Dino Gaudio both knew. I think the entire coaching staff knew that two guys were going to get fired. They'd found that out via some sort of agent leak. And they had all assumed that it was going to be Dino who stayed. But when Dino went in for his interview, he had somehow figured out that he was going to be one of the guys who got cut. And Mike McGee was going to be the guy who stayed. So he was ready. And when, when Max starts the conversation, they kind of get into it. They go back and forth. There's a little bit of a screaming match. Gaudio storms out and then comes back with a printed list of violations that took place under his watch. And that was all I'd heard. Was I hadn't heard any of the extortion stuff. I just knew that he had taken this list out and kind of threatened Mac with it. And I was like, well, when's this going to come out? But I didn't know any of the, you know, I want this amount of money, like Dino Gaudio being a gangster type deal. So I always wondered why if Mac was going to record the, the conversation. The original was blackmail, then it went to extortion. God, yeah. <laughs> I'd always wondered why if Mac was going to record the conversation, why it seemed to start at that second part where Gaudio had stormed out and then come back and was mm -hmm. like, and you could tell like exactly what's happening. Like knowing the story a little bit, I could tell exactly that he'd come in with a piece of paper and he's like, you see, remember he used this dude like 50 times? You see this dude? <laughs> this is why you're going to bleep and pay me, like all that stuff. And like, it's just kind of weird that Mac didn't start the conversation at the beginning. Apparently he did and just chose not to include that part because it didn't make him look as good. And you can kind of tell listening to the tape now that Mac is very aware that this might get out. And so he's doing the whole like, Dino, Dino, 
I love you, Dino. Come on, man. Like, you know, he's doing that voice that just is kind of cringy when you're listening to it. Uh, but anyway, like this is like, like I saw some UK fans tweeting me like one, one guy in particular was like, at what point does the ACC say enough is enough? And we're getting UofL out of the conference and bringing in somebody who doesn't embarrass us. I'm like, this is at Seriously. the end of the day on the grand, the list of Louisville embarrassments. This is like very, very low. This is right this there. This is so low this time next week. I've forgotten about it. It's it's behind potentially losing to Syracuse to open the season. If that were to happen way behind <laughs> Scott, Scott, don't let that happen. Don't do it. Scott. It, it, like this is, cause this is not something that could lead to NCA ramifications. It's not something, this no. is all stuff that's been out there. Like the FBI has known this. It's just embarrassing. It's literally involving people that aren't even at the school anymore. It's all it is. It's something that's embarrassing for Neely Bendapudi and Chris Mack, two people who aren't here. Two people who we don't even care about anymore. Yeah. So, whatever. It's, yeah, she's Penn State's problem now. It, it's just the thing, the only thing that's sort of significant about this is it just, the longer we go with more stuff like this, more news stories that come out like this, the harder it becomes to shake that stigma. I mean, it's going to take a long time for, you know, locally we'll get over it. Locally I think we're already over it. But well, nationally, well, like the whole, like, well, this is what Louisville does. This is who yeah, they but are. this isn't a national story either. It's I mean, not. This isn't being noticed by anybody outside of Jefferson County pretty much. I mean, UK very quietly, because everything at UK that's negative happens quietly, it seems like, had a whistleblower case like like a month ago. I didn't even realize that. I wouldn't I have know. known about it unless until I saw the rivalry happening on my timeline last night and people bringing <laughs> it up. It was, okay. I would have had no idea because you know why? I don't care about what goes on at Kentucky <laughs> to that extent. I care about like the recruiting and the on-field stuff and if there's like a, a shot I'm not going to follow, you know, players what they're doing like you know the Chris Rodriguez stuff came up cuz I was listening to KRC and like it became impossible to ignore. But if they've got a player who's like a little bit in trouble, like I don't care about that. If you've got a whistleblower suit happening with Eli Capaluto, or whatever his name is, uh, I don't care about that. Like it's not on my radar until the rivaling stuff happens. But everything that happens with UVL is on UK's radar, it seems like, and they pounce on this one. And at the end of the day, it's embarrassing. It's another like stupid thing that that goes on the list, but it doesn't change anything demonstrably no. about where UofL sits and, and what the perception is. It's just going to take it's going to take a long it's going to take a decade or more of sustained success and a lack of stupid stuff like this for the stigma to start to be shed. So and she's suing Louisville because she claimed she got demoted because she told the cops about what we are. Yes, basically. But like, then she left Louisville to take another job somewhere else anyway, right? She did because she was Demoted, demoted here in, in her eyes in December 2021 she received what she deemed to be a demotion and she thinks it was a direct result of what happened with uh, going to the police going to the FBI and so she left for Miami University and now she's suing the school and if she can prove that you know I mean she was at UofL for a long time well she the name sounds familiar I don't I can't imagine that she I mean she was the general counsel in 2006 and she ended up becoming deputy general counsel um, in 2018 I can't imagine she was ever demoted at any point during her like 15-year tenure at UofL, I guess 15-year plus at UofL. And if you can say you can tie one thing to the next, she's probably got a pretty good case. But it wouldn't be the first time UofL had to pay some money for something <laughs> stupid. I mean, we have – remember how, like – remember when we got rid of Jurich and Patino and it was whole, like, we're cleaning house now. We're, we're going to have guys who do things the right way, who don't do stupid stuff. Like, the more that we see, the more light that's shed in the past four years, the more we realize, like, stuff got even more dysfunctional. Like, there was no, like, we just kept embarrassing ourselves, if if not more so than we did in 2015. We just had two really big cases at the end of the Jurich tenure that overshadowed everything else. But the 
the lack of just common sense that was going on behind closed doors uh, since those two guys were booted, and I guess James Ramsey was booted too, just it was it was it was bad. It's not been good, Trevor. Hopefully, the new tenure, the new era with uh, whoever we wind up naming as our president. Remember that? Remember that whole thing that's going on? We don't have a full-time president. I know, we still don't, do we? Lori Gonzalez still holding down the interim tag. Good and, for her. And now with Josh Hurd and everybody else, hopefully well, we can— full-time now, right? Yeah, yeah he's, yeah, he's yeah. good. Ho- hopefully we can finally just you know, stop being stupid. Are we going to just give Rodriguez the, uh, the the full-time nod? It's not Rodriguez. <laughs> what was it? Lori Hernandez. Oh, my bad. <laughs> okay. Whatever, she couldn't get to the right school in her graduation, right? I must get her name right. The only thing that most people know <laughs> yeah, about her that's is That's all I know about. Is that. Yeah, it's pretty much what I'm going to remember her for. It's like, the, it's like for, athletic, for athletic fans out first, the bar is very low for you to clear as president. Like, don't do anything that, like, gets us in any sort of legal trouble, and don't call us Kentucky. When it's when like, you're in public, it's like the last few presidents, I'm just gonna remember for like one. Like uh, Ramsey, I remember for sombrero. Uh, about a Pudi, I remember for Mac, and uh, the new one, I remember for not getting the school right at the graduation. Quite the trio. That's, I mean, who was before Ramsey? I can't remember that far back. Nah, who cares? Like that's, as athletic first fans, like that's all we really care about. Yeah, like we we don't want to know your name. It's kind of like the board that's of, the best part. I should remember her name. It's kind of like the last eight years. I don't want to know who the board of trustees members are. I don't want to know what an executive session is. I don't want to read these legal. I dropped out of law school for a reason. Hand to God, I didn't even know we had a. I didn't know there was a board of whatever until the Patino stuff happened. Wasn't that better? I mean, weren't, I those, even, weren't those days so much? I didn't better. even know we had a board of directors. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know any of that. I shouldn't have had to know any of that. Who cares about that? I need to know who the third string guard is. Okay, I need to know who our backup kicker is. These are things I do and will know. I don't want to tell you the difference between the U of Athletic Association Board of Trustees and the U of L Board of Directors. I don't want to know the difference. I want to go back to the days where I thought they were all the same thing. Yes. I just want to think there's an AD and he's running it all. He's doing this and he's hiring the coaches. I don't need to know about boards and presidents and and committees and search committees and subcommittees and, and, and do committees. I don't need to know any about that. I don't care about it all. Uh, it's her last name's also not Hernandez. I messed it up too. <laughs> it's Gonzalez. <laughs> That's closer. That's, right. That's bad. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't be. Because we're not supposed to know her name. There you go. That's it's. It's not us. It's it's. If I fault. know your name, you're doing something wrong. Well, we don't know her name. Well, then that's, that's true. <laughs> Texture says, uh, we, we, we can, I'll take that one after the break because it takes, takes us on a different tangent. Texture says, this lawsuit is a Neely problem. She should be fired from Penn State. She turned out to be a self-serving, conniving, I won't say the last part. <laughs> I can't imagine what that says. Texture says, upside, inside out. Getting another lawsuit. She will wear you out. Neely Benaputi. <laughs> living La Vida. <laughs> upside, inside out. Getting another lawsuit. That's funny. I like she that. She will wear you out. <laughs> Neely Benaputi. <laughs> Not a Neely fan. I'll just say it. Texas, as Louisville fans, we just need to stop talking about these petty occurrences. Every major university has done something embarrassing at some point. I mean, for the love of God, look at Baylor's past. Um, Baylor's, I mean, they set the pedestal pretty high. I mean, we, we we always have the opportunity to point to Baylor and be like, at least one of our players didn't kill another player and then have the coach try to like cover up the reason why. I mean, it's I mean, not to mention some of the things we did while not, I wouldn't, I'm not defending. It's not like we were the first one on that ship. I mean, many of programs have been doing what we were doing long before and been busted for it. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately with us, like, you know, like situation like Miami was giving, you know, out strippers and hookers and yada, 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 yada under 
for several years. Uh, I mean, they got out of it because, you know, they instantly screwed up their own investigation. Exactly. I mean, why can't we get lucky like that? Well, we did in the 90s. No, with all with the uh, the Mark, Nate Johnson the, was it? No, that was the. I thought you were gonna say the Mark Blunt stuff. No, the Nate Johnson stuff. Remember, we were banned from the '97 tournament where we ended up going to the Elite Eight, and we got out of it. That was the dad the at the hotel room, right? Exactly in the car, because uh, yeah. God, we forget we had. We it had sounds th- bad when you say it out loud. We had three. We had three different scandals in the '90s that kind of gets. I did. mean, you had Samaki Walker in the stereo. We did. You had Mark Blunt, who I mentioned in the early '90s with um, was it Larry Gay? I think was the the, the guy that was issued with them. That, sounds right. Um, so and then Nate Johnson. And then Nate Johnson, yeah. Yeah, we were supposed to be banned from that tournament, ended up getting out of it because the NCAA did not follow its own like laid-out procedure. They, they messed up the order of stuff that they did. And we argued effectively. And you know who was in charge of that argument? Chuck Smart. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I mean, it's great he was relevant in 97. <laughs> we just, you know, we, we kept trying to make it. It was like bringing... That's why you don't bring Chuck Smart. It's like bringing Denny Crum back to coach the team. We all love Denny. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have worked if we hired him after Patino got fired. We shouldn't have brought Chuck Smart back in for round two. I he, mean, he peaked in the 90s. You know what else was great in 97? A VCR. But he's going to be busting that out in 2014. Things change. Yeah, 2015, I don't need a VCR anymore. Some people need vowels in their last name. <laughs> Grow up, Chuck. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll go. It's weird, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, Texas said, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm not going to read that one. Uh, oh, is it that bad? It's, it's bad. It's, 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 it's our fault, but it's bad. Okay. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton Sex Line. We'll take some more text after the break. Before we do, remind you guys, ShadyRays.com. You need sunglasses this summer. No one's going to make you look better. No one's going to keep your eyes more protected than Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code BIGX when you check out. It's going to save you 15% off any order. doesn't matter how many you purchase. Uh, whether you get the, the polarized versions of sunglasses, you use the little blue light glasses, if you're staring at computer screens all day, Shady Rays has you covered. Check out their wide array of sunglasses. Scrolling your phone at night. Scrolling your phone at night, <laughs> doom scrolling, thinking you're going to die. Uh, put those Shady Rays on. It's going to make you feel a little bit better about something. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX when you check out. And if something happens to those sunglasses in the first 30 days, they're going to hook you up with a replacement pair. Oh, and by the way, every time you buy a pair of Shady Rays sunglasses, a portion of your uh, purchase goes to feed the hungry in the United States of America. That's the Shady Rays guarantee, ShadyRays.com. We'll take a break when we come back. Final segment of a short show. We'll get back to the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450 and tackle a couple of other odds and ends from today. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Under dark skies, tears fall behind phone screens. Lonely hearts lead to bad dreams. Wish that I could be there for you. I hope the life will be fair for you. It's hard to sleep because I'm always thinking and passing out off the of codeine. And I hope you know that I'm not complaining. Hope you know I appreciate it. Every day is just filled with love, man. Every day is just thanks and praises, but memories of your birthday. All right, welcome back in. Final segment here of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Not misspeaking there. We're out early today because we've got uh, Carter Insider with Jody Demling coming your way at five. He'll be on until 6 o'clock. I'm sure you talk about Madden. What? they will talk about Madden, I'm sure. On that. Yeah, I, w- I would be willing to bet Jody will be talking about Madden Sanker yeah. and uh, all else that's going on in the world of Cardinal Athletics. And then at 6.05, we'll hand the uh, the baton over to Nick Kern and company. Louisville Bats coverage starts at 6.05. First pitch will go down at 6.35. The Bats are taking on... It's uh, the Real Riders? I'm trying to think. It's S on the schedule it says at SWB. I don't, Scranton Wilkes Bar, right? Is that okay? SWB, okay. I couldn't run. Yeah, 
I don't know. I have no idea what their mascot. The is. Rail Riders. Are they are you, the Rail Riders? I'm looking at the the tweet from Little Bats, and it shows like uh, at, at Rail Riders. Hmm. Rail Riders. The Rail Riders. I oh. guess it's a you know railroad term maybe in Scranton. I guess. I would go on something with the Office, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I've heard rail splitters before. I think it's Lincoln High School back in okay. up in New York. The the rail splitters, famous we, Revolutionary War term. Your future favorite uh, prospect, Justin Dunn, on the mound again tonight. Oh, okay. He's looked he's looked solid. He looked really good in his first outing. I think I texted you that. I think because I was working that game, and he, I think he went like four. I think it was four not perfect innings before innings of no hit. And then, of course, he came out, and the bats actually ended up losing that game. But. No. <laughs> They're hot. Bats are hot. It's all you need to know. Yeah. Listen to all the action right here uh, on 1450 The Big X. All right, we'll take a couple of texts here before uh, during this last segment. There are a couple of other odds and ends that I want to get to today. Uh, Texture says, I'm glad Neely is finally getting the hate she deserves. Internal stories about her show that she's not a good person. There was a lot of... It wasn't hard to find somebody who did not like Neely Benaputi behind closed doors. And but if you think about it, though, in hindsight, maybe, maybe she, she was right, though. Maybe we should, if She was definitely right about Chris Matt. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, that was one of the things that started to hate for her because people were like, how could you want to fire him? He's sick. And I agree, thought maybe six games was a little too harsh with you as well. But it's like, maybe in hindsight, maybe we, we maybe should have been smarter. I mean. <laughs> yeah, we say that now. But also, if Chris Mack had come back from suspension and, like, killed it. As True, the case, I still know. Be pissed. It, at the end of the day, sports radio. It all comes back to, to wins and losses, right? <laughs> right. All, all comes matters. back to W's and L's. But there was a whole lot. We have to stop doing this thing where we just, like, deify whoever gets put in a position of power at UofL. Like, we do this thing where who, if it's— That's just us. and it's in general anywhere. I mean— But especially us because we've had issues, like, with— Like, we paid more attention to our athletic director because Louisville's in a unique spot. I don't think anybody made quite as much of a, like, evolutionary transition as Louisville Athletics did— from the point Tom Jurch took over to when he was was let go, right? Like, we didn't even know, like, I didn't know Louisville had a baseball team. Like, men's soccer was nothing. Basically, everything besides Louisville men's basketball was nothing until Jurch got here, except for a few flashes in the panel from the football program. And then he made us a— More than flash from the football by the time he got here. I mean, I mean we'd had, the, I mean, the early 90s with, with Stellenberger, that was it. Yeah, I mean— I mean, you, like, he was, when he took over, we were about to get kicked out of Conference USA, and we were dealing with Ron Cooper. Like, yeah. I mean, all of our— Besides the the Fiesta Bowl and the Liberty Bowl years, and I guess Johnny Unitas being here in the you know the thirties, uh, not that early, fifties. All of our best moments have happened since you know from the George era and beyond with football. Yeah, I and mean, women's right. basketball. We've said before, never been to a Sweet Sixteen. Baseball had been to a grand total of zero NCAA tournaments by yeah. the time George got here. We know what's happened there. Like all these other sports got built up, and men's basketball pretty damn good as well. Uh, from where they were when when Tom took over, so we knew like national title. Yeah, we <laughs> we talked about Tom in a different way than I think most athletic programs did, and then we ended up talking about our president uh, more than most athletic programs did for unfortunate reasons. But we now like maybe it's because George was such a larger than life figure. Whenever we hire somebody new, we're like. This guy's he's the best. This this woman's the best. Like she's incredible. Exactly what we need. We're taking, you know, we gotta get pictures with her. We gotta, you know, change our like bios on Twitter to like say like Ben Dapudi fan, like all this stuff. And maybe we like we don't know these people that well. We we don't. And like maybe we should just kinda calm down on that front. I mean, you do your job right. I don't care what kind of person you are off the record. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I can, listen, you can you can you could cut off you know, you could you know, you could hate old people and dogs like uh, who is it we talked about today? You know, like, you know I, off the but if you're winning, that's all I'm asking from you. Once again, most insightful sports radio show in Louisville. Saying, that's I'm, what people say. I don't ask for a lot. I, just, I mean, I just I, you do your job well. You do your job well, and then what you do outside of your job, 
sort of, you know, breaking laws or cheating. I mean, cheating on, on the job. I could cheat on your relationship. Uh, I don't care. Look, we knew Petrino was a bad guy when we brought him back. We knew he was a bad guy when he was, you know, bringing Lamar Jackson to the Heisman Trophy. If he was still winning, he'd still be here, and we'd be cheering for him. Now, and, now if you don't use your turn signal, though, then there's a special place in hell for you. I agree with that. You got to use your turn signal. I agree with that. Texture says Neely's chief of staff was even worse. I mean, <laughs> I no where did we get Neely from again? Remind me. She was from uh, Kansas. She was like the provost out there, I think. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Coke money. Um, <laughs> K-O-C-H. Not C-O-K. Yeah, let's, let's say. Clarify. Yeah. You put, yeah you know, I think cocaine, I think of Kansas and, and, and Mexico and South America. Penn State. <laughs> Texas, speaking of kickers, have we solved our uh, lack of ability to kick field goals problem yet? That's actually, we have not spent much time talking about the special teams with Louisville. Isn't, is it Turner? Is it, is James Turner. Yeah, he's back this year, though, right? He'll be back, yeah. but after that Virginia game, he kind of like lost it mentally. Like he, a situation he should never been in in the first place. Right, but he well he missed one earlier in that game too. Like yeah. He had that thing where it was he had never missed a kick inside of fifty yards going into that game. Like he was lights out from like forty five in. Yeah, and he missed a field goal early in that game. I think it was the second half, it was like thirty seven yards or something along those lines. It may have been above forty. It was not a, a chip shot, but it wasn't. It was right within his range, and he missed it badly. And then he missed the game winner. And from that point forward, like he was not reliable. He went from like being one of the most reliable kickers in the country to just not reliable whatsoever. And you have to assume, like, I mean, you hope that he gets the whatever mentality he had the last year and a half before the Virginia game. You hope he gets that back. But if he doesn't, I mean, you assume his job is probably up for grabs during fall camp. Like he's going to be kicking for his job. I know we added um, the. Brock, was it Travelstead, the, the kid from, he came in from somewhere else. I know he, people talk about him. The only reason I remember his name is because his name is uh, on Twitter is, is Legatron, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that was, no, that's a steal. That was uh, Greg Zerline's Right, idea. back in the day. But still, like, I, I can't recycle a nickname. Well, there's only so many nicknames you can go with. No, there's not. You can come up with something new. Come on, be original. We added the, the kid from Michigan, too, who was, a I think, a local kid originally, but he didn't. He was basically a kickoff specialist in Michigan, and I think he only kicked off a few times, which we need. We, we could use a guy who could put it into the end zone every single time. But I, I, I guarantee every roster has like four or five kickers on it. I'm assuming somebody will be able to push James Turner a little bit. You have to hope. I mean, he's only a junior, so he could potentially have, I guess, three more years left because he was part of the COVID season three years who ago. Knows, yeah. yeah, redshirt sophomore. <laughs> Everybody's a redshirt sophomore. I mean, we can leave him around for eight years. He's a kicker. He might go notice. But it's a fair point. I mean, we have not talked a whole lot about the special teams. They were – up and down last year a little bit. Um, and then also, I'm the only person who still talks about this because it rubs me the wrong way, but I'm going to continue to talk about it. Can we let Mark Vassett, our Australian punter, punt like an Australian? We're the only program in America that hires these guys, that, that signs these guys from Australia that are 24, 25 years old yeah. and then doesn't let them kick the Australian style. Every other, like he went to the school that's produced seven of the last nine, I think Ray Guy's the punter award, Ray Guy award yeah, winners. Ray award, yeah. And every time I look up, there's somebody punting this way who's kicking it like 80 yards, getting all the rolls, and we're just making Vassett just stand back there and kick like an American. <laughs> so, this is this is not unfair. This is imperialism. This this is a we're not letting Vassett be Vassett. Hashtag let Vassett be Vassett. Let him kick like an Australian. It's like if Doug Collins told Michael Jordan, yeah, "I want you to go out there, but you can't dunk." Exactly. I mean, <laughs> do anything else, but you're not allowed to dunk. He is who he is. We yeah, let I'm Russ good. Smith be Russ Smith. We saw the results. Let Mark Vassett be Mark Vassett. Let him punt. Come on. Uh, Everybody loves the rugby style. 
Texture says, I don't know how this person knows, but I'm, I'm taking their word for it. Texture says Brock is the starting field goal kicker as of now. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, hey, let the best kicker win. Yeah. Make it I'm, a competition. Good old-fashioned kick comp. I, mean, I miss just having an automatic kicker like Carmody. How cool is it that we have, I mean, potentially our starting kicker and backup quarterback are named Brock? <laughs> is there another school that has more than one Brock? I mean, we've got we've got to be, be in the select right? company. There's absolutely no way that there's a university out there with more than two Brock. Brock's have done well here before. Shout out to Brock Bowen. We love him. Um, That's true. Texas, any thoughts on Bradshaw pushing back his commitment? I thought he already committed. No. I, I Yesterday I was like, I don't you know if he already did. I knew he was going to. Uh, first of all, do you know his first name? Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Bradshaw. Um, I, I've heard nothing that would indicate that he's not still – kind of in Kentucky's back pocket, but he did say, was it, I guess it was last, last night he had originally planned to commit to the peach jam later this month. And he said his, he and his mom had talked it over and he's, they thought they were rushing things. So he's going to push it back. This says to me, like, I thought he already committed. I thought he's pretty much already guaranteed that Kentucky signed. He, I mean, okay. He is, that's been is, the word yeah, for a long yeah, time yeah. is that he's, you know, he, when he does commit, whenever that happens, it's going to be in Kentucky. Uh, Louisville's technically still in the mix, according to um, you know, some of the recruiting people, but we'll see. Like, Typically, when this happens, it just means he wants to take his visits. He wants maybe to work out some NIL stuff. Who knows? But I would, for the sake of you know, my mental sanity as a fan, I'm just going to assume that he's going to continue to be a Kentucky lean until I'm told otherwise. He's very good. Like, he's, don't get me wrong, he's a terrific player um, and gives me a little bit of hope that he's pushing the commitment back because if he was going to commit next week or uh, two weeks from now at Peach Jam, it was very clearly going to be a commitment to John Calipari. So it's something. His game is more memorable than his first name. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Texas, Mike, you comment on every piece of UK bad news. Own it, little brother. Well, no. I, I just told you. I had no idea about this whistleblower thing until yesterday. I mean, we haven't talked about, I mean, we, talk, we don't talk about every UK bad news. I still, hand up. If it makes the headlines, we will, like Rodriguez situation. I couldn't I'm tell sorry. you what's going on with Chris Rodriguez. Either. Yeah, I mean, I've got yeah. no idea. When you're starting running back, you know, gets a DUI and then just no shows at court. I mean, I'm sorry if we brought it up. I mean. And also, he's really good. But yeah. he, like. What's the deal with that? Like, I, I, I assume there's been some sort of ups, uh, update since then. But I, I, is he suspended for one game? Is Did he, he ever go back to court? I mean, he had to have a court date by now, right? I think so. I, I don't know. He Did he fire the attorney? I mean, all I know he is— should have gotten Phil Rich. Based on my—he makes it rain. All, on my timeline, like, I saw when the, 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 the no-show happened, there was still a whole lot of, like, people saying, well, he's got other stuff going on. The, the implication was there's other stuff going on with him. He may be off the team regardless of what's going on. That was kind of rumored by Kyle Tucker and Matt Jones was putting stuff out there. Basically, every U.K. guy in the know was saying, like, we may not see Chris Rodriguez this year. And then I saw his dad was like, you know, made some comment that made U.K. fans mad. And I haven't heard anything since then. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to play this year and probably get suspended one game, but I've got no idea what's going on. I was there. listening to a, a national broadcast, and E.J. Manuel was doing it, and he was talking about Kentucky being an underdog, a sleeping dog. Uh, a, a sleeper in the SEC East, and he's like, he's like, I'll tell you one name of why, Chris Rodriguez. This kid, I'm like, he might not be on the team, dude. <laughs> I mean, you might want to, get, want to look up the do some homework there, EJ. So, the same person who texted in, by the way, this is a we got to keep it on the down low. This is a scoop. This is somebody who knows. We keep it on the DL. We do. I love student managers. Um, the same person who said Brock is the starting field goal kicker as of right now says Mark has been Aussie punting in practice. 
Not nah. well now. I, I, this is what we want. I'd practice now. I want to see it in the game. I can see practice. Well, if he's practicing it, I'm assuming they're going to let him do it in the game. Well, if he's, he could be practicing it just because it's his natural way of doing it. But when he get in the game, it doesn't mean they're going to let him do it that way. You also have to have like a different blocking scheme when you punt that way. Maybe that was the problem last year. Like just above the pay grade of the special. It's teams the rollout thing, right? right. Yeah, yeah. The, it's Aussie style. And who knows Aussie if Vassett is more of a athlete than we know, we could that that could work well for potential fakes. Aussie style sounds like like the a steak at Outback you get. That's how I mean it's not. Like, I'm not I, making up I, terms. I, I, I get a, a, a ounce Aussie style. That's how they punt. It's been a thing for a while. <laughs> the best punters in college football have been punting Aussie style for a long time now. Yeah, I know. And we get an Aussie and we just <laughs> make him punt like a standard like American. You're gonna punt like this, boy. <laughs> <laughs> None of that kangaroo crap. <laughs> stand our, back stand back there and stay still. Our toes go clockwise. I don't know why I made our coaching staff like rednecks from like lower tier high school in Mississippi. Uh Texas is the second most stressful game of my hold on. Um You have know. to proofread this one? Yeah, I'm trying to make sure it's 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 long. Second most oh this is um they're talking about the this is a KRC text. Because I did hear them talk about this. They said the most stressful NCAA tournament game of their lives was, like, not a championship game, not the Wisconsin game. Um, I guess you we, you always refer to games that were stressful when it's a game that you ended up winning. Because if it's not, then it just, like, was depressing. Well, yeah. But they were talking about the Notre Dame game point, in 2015, yeah. the Elite Eight game, where Jaron Grant missed a shot at the buzzer. Um, I think it was Jaron Grant. It and was. And as, 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 a, as a Kentucky hater, it was a stressful game for me, too. God, I really wanted to lose. I wanted to lose Notre Dame so bad. Especially like, an AC, like, a, like the fifth best ACC team that year. Or just not even making the Final Four with that undefeated run is would have been just even. I stand by the fact that that team is not Cal's best team at UK. The 2015. They played as a guy who was. We had to pre write every time UK was about to lose, potentially, uh, to end their undefeated season. Like we had all these, there's a graveyard of pre-rides. They played way too many close games against just whatever SEC teams, and the SEC sucked that year. They finally played a good team in the NCAA tournament in Notre Dame, who was you know whatever, and they almost got beat, and they lose to Wisconsin. Great team, best team in the country that year. I'll, I'm not arguing that. I picked Duke to win the national title, uh, but I thought just because I thought Wisconsin was a bad matchup for UK, but I I still think the 2012 team is Cal's best team. And I might say 2010, I think, would have given 2015 a run for their money. I mean, 12, I mean, 15 is still pretty damn They're low. They're great. Don't, don't Here's get me the wrong. Thing, no, this is weird to say, but like, because they, they were undefeated until the Final Four, but maybe, maybe arguably his best team, but maybe not his best coaching job. Yeah. I mean, because let's be honest, the team probably shouldn't lose to Wisconsin if he does the right job coaching and down the stretch of that game. Looking at his bench and saying, what do I do in the last two minutes? Yeah, I mean, it's not a good look. It just, yeah, it's that, that's. I don't know. I mean, I know it sounds dumb to say it. The, 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 you know, you guys 34 though, when I'm saying it's not his best coaching job, but I mean, the team was pretty loaded. 2012 was so good. 2012 was good too. They're great. Texas is not really on topic, but we need to implement a pregame Cardinal March where we replace Little John's shots with a Scott chant. I like that. Scott, 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 Scott. I don't know what little. Do we play Little John? Sad of I don't think we do, but this person's just saying that. I mean, we. <laughs> We got to do a Satterfield rap. Scott, 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 Scott. Scott, Scott, what you going to do? What you going to do? Make our dreams come true. Satterfield, throw your L's up. Wave it around. Shake it like a helicopter. Okay. <laughs> um, we had a DJ Wagner text, but I mean, do we move? We haven't done DJ Wagner update of the day. I don't think we need. We one. don't need to do one. Yesterday's today. show was pretty much like DJ Wagner. The update of the day is his team won gold at the FIBA World Cup. He averaged nine points, three point one rebounds, and two point nine assists. There you go. Boom. Mm, really, nine points. Is 
He only scored six in the championship game. Okay. It's a loaded team. Is it okay? Loaded team. They don't have to. Um, um, it, they just split minutes between everybody. That's fine. I mentioned this yesterday. We never got around to it, but there's been a uh, there's been a talk about why Kenny Payne wasn't in Spain with DJ Wagner. John Calipari was. How big of a mm-hmm. deal was that? You know what? What's Kenny Payne doing during this time? Well, he's at the EYB the EYBL event in Kansas City. And we found out exactly who he's been looking at. Uh, and there's some players from the 2024 class that are highly touted that he's continuing to build relationships with. But clearly, three players in particular caught his eye at the um, EYBL event in Kansas City because he offered all three of these young men scholarships, I guess, yesterday. The first one I know is, uh, is J.P. Estrella from Brewster Academy, which is where Donovan Mitchell played. He's okay. a four-star power forward. Uh, I think he's like high 50s in the class rankings. Um, four-star guard. El Marco Jackson, who's uh, from oh, where is he from? I thought I had uh, Connecticut. That's right. Um, he's ranked as the number ninety. That's where Mitchell was from too, right? Though, wasn't he in the Connecticut? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's ranked as the number ninety player in the class of twenty twenty three, according to the twenty four seven Sports composite rankings. And the third player he offered a scholarship to is Curtis Williams, who is another four star player. He is the number fifty five player in that class. He is a six six small forward from Brother Rice in Michigan. So Brother Rice, cool name. I, I know it's and these are all, these are all the twenty four class of the class. No, these are these are twenty three. All oh, these are still Wagner's class. This okay, is, I'm this sorry. is Wagner's yeah. class. All, all three of these guys are from the twenty twenty three class. So the reaction from some Louisville fans was, you know, we've gone from. I mean, it was a few weeks ago where Kenny Payne was saying we're going to be very selective with scholarship offers. I want an offer from Louisville to mean something, and some Louisville fans are saying we've gone from you know, getting the elite of the elite, only going after five star kids and top twenty kids, to now going after all three of these players are in the bottom half of the top 100 rankings. Yeah, but I mean... But it's also, you know... Why does that... I mean, that doesn't mean... How does that mean we're not being selective? I mean, if you're Kenny... He likes their games. Yeah, if you're Kenny Payne, you see a guy that fits. I mean, how many... uh, You go go back and look the last 20 years at Louisville. I mean, we we talked about the the failures of our top-ranked recruits. Some Our best players were not top-ranked recruits. I mean, Terrence Williams. I mean, all of our players. Russ, I mean, yeah, I mean... Even where was Mitchell rated when he came in here? He was low because he'd had to miss the entire offseason before. He had an injury. Yeah, I mean. He's, he was the one guy I remember hearing from people with the basketball program when he committed, like, this isn't spin. You don't have to take this. Like, we're not just, like, telling this to put it out there in the, into the world. But, like, this kid's the real deal. Like, he's an absolute steal. Just watch what happens during the next year when he's playing his senior season. People are going to realize how good he is, and he's going to stay committed to us. I think what people also see is, like, the – the other scholarships offers from a lot of these kids are, you know, it's not like the D.J. Wagner recruitment. The El Marco Jackson kid, um, he's been seen to be a Maryland lean, but his other scholarship offers right now, Bryant, Cal, DePaul, Indiana. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Curtis Williams has offers from Maryland, uh, Alabama, Florida State. Those are his big offers. And then J.P. Estrella, he's the one where I think you kind of look at it and say, He's probably going to get a bump in ranking soon because his scholarship offers his top two schools right now are Syracuse and Duke. And if Duke offers a kid and they might get him, they're seen as sort of the front runner according to the 24-7 sports page. If they get him, you know, I mean, he instantly bumps up to like a top 30 prospect. That's the way rankings work. I don't, I don't worry myself as much as with who else recruited a kid in basketball as I do like football. Same. I mean, because you can just uh, – I mean, you can you can find stud play just because the kid's only being recruited by, you know, Bryant and – I mean, just say Indiana. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, keep you know it's Grand Salt, but I mean, yeah, that's not going to make me worry. I, 
I, I'm just in long, you know, as of now, still, I have a, I will have a trust in this coaching staff to evaluate talent. Same. I mean, it could change, but as of now, I do. And if that's what they're looking at, I, I trust they're looking for guys, regardless of where they're ranked and who, and who gives a bleep who's recruiting them other than us that, that's going to fit our system and fit what Kenny Payne wants to do to win. I wonder if both Bradshaw and Wagner are waiting to see if the IRP gives us a ban in the 2023-24 season instead of the 2022-23. Well, the timeline matters here. If they're if they're going to give us a ban, if they're going to announce their ruling in October, which is the timeline that we've been given, yeah. that will be for the, the upcoming season. That will be for this season. If it – and God, this is a disaster scenario. If it extends into, like, November, in the middle of the season – I can see it being a deal where they do it for the season after next, and we w- would not have a say because, again, there's no appeal process. Because the, one of the big complaints that you've had has been a couple of times in recent years the NCAA has given postseason bans to teams that are in the middle of their seasons. Georgia Tech, namely, was the big example a few years ago, and that feels wildly unfair. Even, even if the team is not supposed to be good, you can't do it when a, te- when a season has started. It gives players no chance to transfer. It gives the staff no chance to, like, cushion the blow. So if the IRP takes their sweet-ass time, like that's worst-case scenario for us right now, is we have a season coming up where, let's be real, it doesn't look like we're a national title contender. We're not going to be in anybody's top 25. We're going to be picked, like I said earlier, in the bottom half of the ACC. We start that season, we've played like two games, and then the IRP comes thundering in and says, oh, and by the way, after next season, you're going to be banned from the NCAA tournament. (laughs) That would be, that's that's worst-case scenario. Yeah. Texas Payne was at every New Jersey Scholars game in KC watching Bradshaw, so he must believe there's still a chance. I like hearing that. Um, Texas, this is the UK fan. Texas Bradshaw and Wagner don't want to play together. Bradshaw pushed commitment back when he realized Wagner is going to UK. Uh, he says Rodriguez pled guilty to DUI, got his punishment, which was light. No football punishment yet. There you go. Okay, I'm, I'm sure. I I don't think he had to gone through some legal process by this point. I just, you know, when you show up for court, it doesn't make the headlines about like skipping it. Texas, I'm just imagining what your show intro would be the following Monday if we lose to Syracuse. Don't don't imagine that. Because listen, Scott, Scott, Scott buddy, Scott. take a, take a seat. Listen to me, buddy. You gotta be Syracuse, man. Come here, put your arm around him. Gotta be Syracuse. <laughs> don't 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 make this weird. Don't let this happen. Just beat Syracuse. All right, reminder, uh, we're out of here today because we have the Cardinal Insider with Jody Demley coming up from 5 to 6. We don't ask for much. Just beat Syracuse. And then we'll go from there. Tomorrow, uh, I'll be out for the first hour, and then I'll be in from 4 to 6. So we'll replay, I think, an hour from today's show. If you feel like you're having deja vu from 3 to 4, that's just – I'm getting fitted for a heart monitor. I'll be the doctor. I'll make it over as soon as I can. If we can start at 345, we'll start at 345. But you'll hear some regurgitated stuff on tomorrow's show. Is the still open? Say what? Is the still open? I couldn't tell you. I know Trixie's closed. Damn shame. I know. Pouring out for Trixie tonight. Joey Dummy and the Cardinal Insider <laughs> up next. Then Louisville Bats Baseball taking on uh, Scranton Wilkes Bar coming up at 6.05. First pitch at 6.35. Everybody have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 3 o'clock, right here on 1450 The Big Not the money, not the fame, love the struggle, love the pain. After all that we have gained, we realize we're all the same. Sacrifice, my brothers cried. We've been gone when family died. Losing my focus, symphony's open, singing my opus. Just for a moment, one day you'll get home, we can throw a big party.